on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick will be going toe-to-toe as they discuss their personal take on Star Wars Visions and its nine shorts. Find out if Matt or Nick had the correct episode ranks as according to the Star Wars gods. After that, they'll fill you in on Disney Plus Day 2021 and what sort of Star Wars content fans can expect to come out of it. They'll also run with a new quote from Diego Luna on the Andor series and how fans will see familiar faces. Speaking of which, the dudes will talk about the latest round of collectibles to consider and how Hasbro continues its repaint trend for the Black Series line. As always, the show will end with the fan segment featuring fan responses to the question of the week and a praise-filled discussion on this week's Top 5 Star Wars Featured Artists. Punch it, Chewie! Here we Hey now everybody Are we live? Can you hear me now? Good. Am I the sprint guy, the former Verizon guy? Hello, hello, is this shit on? Hopefully, who knows? No one is in the um, stream yet, but that's kind of how things go on the Star Wars Time Show. Our fans are just as lazy as we are. Uh, so we're here, and you know what? There, there are times, Nick, where I wish the fans could kind of hear our pregame <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Because uh, today was interesting. You know, we, we didn't get in any uh, pre-show battles like we do sometimes, uh, arguing about that galaxy far, far away with each other. Rather, uh, it, we're actually getting no data on the feed, so maybe oh. that's why. Oh, no. I saw, I saw that we were live, though, because I went on YouTube, and it says that we're live. So, yeah, I believe it, like two. everything on my end looks good, but there's just definitely, definitely something wrong with YouTube right now. There, I, I heard us, too. I just opened it up and we had sound. So it seems like we're oh, no, no. Nick. It's, it's doing that thing where apparently the bit rate is too much. Oh, now it's too. It's good. too much. Even though any streaming platform, they're like, hey, the higher your, your, your streaming rate is, the better. Yeah. Nope. Not YouTube, because right now I'm getting a warning. Our current bit rate is. 11,000 kilobits per second, which is huge. Yeah. That should just be uh, they, they usually recommend super crisp. Like 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 3 to 5, but uh, <laughs> apparently that pisses them off. So, oh well, I guess we're working, but yeah, so back to pre-show today. Look at this guy. I think Nick just dropped one of uh, Sir Dork's new new sponsors. I don't uh, know if you saw liquid, his liquid uh He literally just did a a shoot i don't know if for them or, or a contest they're holding nick where he did his sir dork thing and uh, blew up some fireworks behind the, oh. the can you're drinking right there i so. love liquid yeah i see it i see it i did not see it until you mentioned it but liquid death is it's good. too bad too bad jared's not what is, is that just more like um liquids like just speed like cocaine in a can or <laughs> no, is it it's just is it water it's literally I mean, just water it's just sparkling water. really yeah that's it so you're you're a seltzer guy too. Like, where does that come from? Do you just like the, the the fizziness? Is it the burping you like from it, or what? So a lot of times we use it in mixers. So like, if we're you know most of the time when we're at home and we're just like drinking by ourselves, if we don't feel like making a cocktail, like an actual like yeah something like that, what we'll do is we'll just 
take Mio, like the little water flavor, and then put it into some of this nice liquid death, and then just put whiskey in it. And then you just make yourself, that's your little... Then it truly becomes liquid death. Yeah. Like, I, 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 that, that's actually a great name for a can of fucking water, if you think yeah. about it. But it, uh, uh. other than that, I mean, like, I didn't really drink, like, seltzer water or anything like that until I moved to Texas, and it was because fucking... Topo Chico is everywhere. So like everywhere you go in Texas, it's like, oh, you want water? Do you want a Topo Chico? And it's like, okay, yeah, here you go. And then once I started on that, it just like what the fuck's fire. a Topo Chico? It's just like seltzer a, water. Yeah, it's like a mineral seltzer water. Yeah. It, huh. So after yeah, that, I know my mom fire. is that. That's like all she drinks is is seltzer instead of real water, and yeah. I, I've never understood it because it's like it doesn't make me feel refreshed. Like you know, drinking a big fucking cold can of ice cold water yeah and i'm someone you know i eat fast but also with carbonation it's it's non-stop like uh, <laughs> like after drinking that stuff so i i try to avoid things that make me sound like an animal as much as possible yeah but, i mean um, honestly okay. for here it's just more convenient because it's in a can and i don't have to like fill up a bottle and bring it up i just have it Jesus. in the fridge bring it crack it i'm good uh but yeah no it's uh it's actually pretty decent and uh taylor likes it too taylor actually was the first one to try the liquid death she found it in like a gas station like one of the uh gas station what you call it freezers and she had it it was like oh this is great and i had been seeing ads for it constantly since they released for like over a year of being seeing ads for liquid death and then we we took the plunge and it's pretty good so no complaints for me. Yeah, so anyways, back to what we were saying here before uh, we went live. I I I'm talking 30 seconds before I get on the horn with Nick. My wife uh, sends me a text. Hey, are you live yet? And I'm like, uh, almost. What's up? And she just calls. And she's like, hey, um, I got some bad news. Do you want it now or after your show? I'm like, well, yeah. Anytime someone says that to you, who, who, who says, no, I'll go ahead and wait two or three hours and just let that thought fester in the back of my head. Like, is, is my kid dead? Is my, does my wife have COVID? I mean, that, that's the type of shit that runs through my head. And she goes, um, the truck got hit by a bus. And I'm like, what? My truck, by the way. She took my truck today for some reason. And at, 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 at kindergarten pickup, apparently it got fucking plowed by a bus. So now she's currently dealing with it. It, it just, it, it, it sent me off the deep end. All right. You know, I, I had a little therapy with Nick beforehand. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get better, but I am someone that reacts very poorly to these situations. All right. Because I, I, I first go, you know, Nick's like, well, is she okay? That wasn't even my, my first thought was, how dare you fuck up my truck? Like, what the fuck was your problem? Why did you park somewhere that a bus could fucking hit it? All right, that's that's right where I go. And then it turns into uh, the, the, the drama queen starts coming out like, well, fuck this. This trip's canceled. I don't even want to see the truck again. Just fucking dump it off at the, you know, the, the junkyard today. I'm done. And, you know, I do this with, with toys. I do it with new shoes. If they get a mark on it, it's like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to wear them anymore. There's a mark on it. It's not perfect. Man, I'm a fucking baby. So that's what I'm doing here. 
over a truck. Yes, everyone's fine. That's why I don't feel too bad sounding like an asshole. <laughs> but my truck is fucked up, and it was a nice truck. I took care of it. It's not like a manly truck where you're like, oh yeah, it, it needs some dents and scratches. No, it's it's a it's a pussy, <laughs> you know clout having truck that's it no I a ridge you. line black it, edition it's, it's a have. nice fucking car that's what i have a 2021 chevy colorado red line edition so it's basically the same yeah. truck that that matt has it, it's it's not a, it's not a man's truck <laughs> it, you know nick's not driving it out and, and and hauling tons of shit from home depot every weekend negative he's like me he's like hey i made some money it, it's big. It looks American. This is why I want. This is what I fucking want. You know, I don't want to look like a pussy. I want a truck. <laughs> and now mine is fucked up, and I will never ever be able to accept it again. And, and I'm getting updates now that it needs fucking towed. So Ooh. it's totaled. I mean, th- this ain't just like the you know the 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 bus dented it. It's fucking smashed. And it, it just it it frustrates the living fucking hell out of me. I know I don't deal with this correctly. I know I should be more concerned about the people involved, but I can't help myself. I'm a fuck up, all right? <laughs> I was raised by a fuck up. My head's fucked up almost every hour of the day. I mean, you guys get to see it kind of unfiltered for two hours a week or more, all right? It's just, I don't know. So I'm a little, I'm a little scatterbrained right now. Because my truck is fucked up. I shouldn't be angry at my wife, but I am. So I'm dealing with that too. And, you know, now it's the, the shit show of trying to figure out how to do the, the magical, you know, the, the magical chairs of who gets what car when, who can do this when. I mean, I, hopefully she realizes now that now I can't do any fucking pickups or drop offs because of this fucking accident. So shit's fucked up. Ah, <sighs> fuck. Why you gotta take my fucking car when we have two working cars? It's not like she was going to a goddamn construction site. What the fuck do you need a truck for to pick up kids from daycare? Kindergarten! Fuck! Woosa. Woosa. I'm starting to like I'm speaking in tongues like these fucking freaks right Jesus all right well I know you guys don't come here to hear me bitch and moan about nice cars getting fucked up and people being okay but it is what it is. Life happened right before the show started. So, you know, we, we got some Star Wars stuff to talk about. We, we've got like a whole segment plan for Star Wars Visions now that it's been out. And Nick and I have uh, taken the time to go through them and, and kind of rank them. I put my rankings out in video form and in post form last week just so we would have a talking point today. But I can tell you fans that Nick also um, spit out his ranking list in our Slack. So we'll, we'll kind of have that to compare and contrast my rankings, which since they got posted on the site, they kind of de facto became SWTSs. But uh, I'm happy to report Nick and I, as usual, which, you know, makes for some fun on the show sometimes, uh, did not see eye to eye on our rankings. So that, that should, uh, you know, make for a fun conversation. Yeah. Plus, we've got some Boba Fett stuff to talk about, some just random and or shit that I threw up today because I realized I didn't have to work my real job today. Um, but first, Nick, before we get into that real quick, I, I know, you know, sometimes we like to 
to share something that other geeks may find interesting. And on this show, I made the pledge to get into another life, which is uh, Bo-Katan's other series she does on Netflix when she's not, you know, donning the armor. I'm talking about the lovely Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. Um, So I did I did finally uh, dive into it. And I'll tell you what, it's got a pretty horrible pilot. Uh, and, and there are moments throughout probably every episode where you sit there and go, like, is this is this like a fucking B movie? <laughs> uh, has any of these other actors and actresses done anything before? Because uh, who's writing this shit? But at times it's also very compelling. And concerning, it's one of the few Netflix created series that actually got greenlit for a second season, right? I mean, Nick, they they seemingly kill their own series left and right after only one season yeah. but it got a second one and it's actually debuting october 14th because katie's you know ramping up the hype machine uh, but i'm on i think up to episode six now I, I have found it's it's one of those good shows at night too if you like sci-fi stuff to to throw on but it, it's definitely a little a little scattered and, and wonky at times uh, and it also floats in between looking like a high-end production and something Nick and I could do in our basement. So I don't know. It, it's an interesting series. Um, I, I guess the, the the best selling point for us Neanderthal men out there is Katie is in bikini-like dress for pretty much every episode. Okay. Y- you get kind of that type of stuff. So. Um, if you're into her, if you're into women built like her, that athletic build, uh, she definitely has no issues uh, getting ready to go in the cryo sleep and whatnot and, and basically getting into <laughs> bikini bottoms and tops. So um, that is a bonus. But like I said, it, it's got some interesting sci-fi elements to it. So not too bad. The other one, Nick, and I, I don't know if you guys, well, you do fuck with TV Plus because I know you're a, you're a lassoer. Yes, I am a Ted but, Lasso um, fan. Goyer's Foundation uh, premiered last Friday, episode one and two, and I, I've I've watched both of those. And is that without really getting into it? Is it top notch? Go, is it good stuff? Because we're interested. Here, I mean, production value wise, it blows out anything I've I've seen on TV. I mean, they they have to be throwing the same fucking money that they did for Game of Thrones. And and I know, you know, I don't want to get caught up in what you, you've probably been hearing from everyone else, but. It is appropriate to describe Foundation as, of Star, as Star Wars of Thrones, all right? Okay. I mean, there's even a galactic empire. Nice. Like, no fucking shit. That's what there's it's a called. a galactic empire. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. There, there's Emperor, who's like a clone of himself. So, you know, I, I know Asimov wasn't pulling from Star Wars, and, and I don't even really know the, the, the timeline that Asimov was doing these novellas that, that they've kind of based Foundation on. But here's what I'll say on Foundation. And I think this is even true now for probably book readers because I've, I've, it's one of those shows, Nick, where you watch it, you're like, okay, I need to dive in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I like it enough, but I don't feel like the show kind of gave me enough of the of the depth. Yeah. Um, but the first episode is a rough pilot, really, because I feel like it's such a large world that they did everything they could to to ramp up the 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 core story mm-hmm. which resulted in like oh here's this going on 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 oh then that just happened like okay i guess that makes sense yeah to where by the time the first episode the pilot ends you're like i'm in on this franchise 
I think the meat of the narrative is is very exciting. It essentially puts out there, Nick, that there's a new type of math that allows people to predict the future of large civilizations. Okay. Okay. So when you're running a galactic empire, you probably don't want someone out there essentially saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is all fucked." Yeah. <laughs> in about in about 500 years, this this empire that stood for for millennia is fucked. And then it's going to go into a dark ages for 30 years. But because we know this, you can counteract it. If we provide a foundation for the generation that comes out of the dark ages, humanity won't have to spend 30,000 years getting back to the point that we were at, at our pinnacle before it all came crashing down. So that, that's really kind of the main crux of foundation and then episode two it you it gets into its stride it's no longer bogged down by all the setup so um i'm all in on foundation i i I know goyer he's been quoted as saying he wants to do eight seasons of it i think this first season's 10 episodes and they they definitely didn't skimp on cash or or talent lee pace plays the the cloned emperor um what's his name jerry something that that dude from Chernobyl, who's a fucking Mac Daddy actor, he's in it. Okay, yeah. And some of the other stars are, are new and upcomers, but yeah. Okay, so one six is saying this shit came out in forty two. So yeah, Lucas definitely um, pulled some was inspiration. Inspired. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. But it, it is kind of the same. I mean, the Galactic Empire truly is the empire of of humanoids, humans throughout the galaxy over over thousands and thousands of years. So okay. there you go. Um, another life if you like Katie and you know it's getting a second season so it's not a waste of your time and then foundation because Apple literally will not cancel any of their shit because they're like we, we, we got to have something to some sort of program people paying <laughs> so. right right I mean yeah Ted, Ted Lasso is fantastic but we're on Star Wars time show I figured those sci-fi shows would fit and they're both doable for people that like the Star Wars yeah um, a quick note for you, Nick, as a new owner of Game Pass, did you see today that the last year's Marvel's Avengers is hitting Game Pass today, I believe. So, oh, okay. Uh, That's good to know because be- I I have been kind of short on my Game Pass list. Like I've I've worn out my welcome with Madden twenty twenty one. So <laughs> I, I, I put that to bed after about a week of playing it. Um and I am looking for other stuff. Like I, I preloaded um whatever like back for blood the uh the left for dead kind of uh you know okay. rehash and other than that i haven't been, i've been playing like gears four because i didn't finish it when it came out five years ago so i am now on the final well how of, you'll have you'll have five to yeah, play like after gears, that gears or have five. you played five yeah because that is on game pass too but knowing that the yep. avengers is on there like I'll, I'll try it out i mean obviously when that game released it had very very bad reviews but I heard well, Nick, they, they've actually billed this as it's it's second life. They're like, maybe maybe Game Pass <laughs> will, will give it another life because you're right. It was a it didn't uh, perform so well, at least with critics when it when it dropped. Yeah. And I assume that the Game Pass edition will have all of the upgrades and updates that they did to it over the years since it's been released. So I'll, I'll give it a try. I mean, that's the good thing about Game Pass is that it's basically free. So. If you pay for Game Pass, you can try anything you want to, and then if you don't like it, you just ditch it. And that is my Skype oh, failure happened. for today. <laughs> Let's get back in here. This quick. is Nick's uh, 
Nick's new deal where uh, his his Skype quits out because he upgraded the Windows 11. <laughs> so here we are. So I was just like I was saying. It seems like now that I'm is on, this going to be a new thing? Windows 11, you cocksucker. I, that's what I was about to say. It may this may be the new Windows 11 quirk. Is that, is that I get one? It's Skype like after play. after after we're on for 25 minutes, it's just like, yeah, you know what? These guys suck. It's let's, like you, let's quit the app. Look, it, it's like those. Uh, it's like Zoom. If you have more than two people on a call, if you don't pay for it, it kicks you after 30 minutes. It's like, all right, you're done. It's time for you to get out. But uh, I actually thought I hit hit like an eject button because I, I was uh, I was hitting enter on another window and it was right when you froze. But yeah, I, had, I remembered uh, last week the same shit happened. Yeah, no, so. this time I was actually like in the back of my head. I was acutely waiting. I was like, am I going to get a Skype shutdown again? OK. And, and then right as it happened, I was there. I was ready. Kick it back up. So, uh, but yeah, I, I will try uh, Marvel's Adventures uh, when it comes out just to see, just to see what it's like. And if it sucks, then I'll delete it. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know, good stuff. I think I, I might finally be getting over the, no, nah, I'm actually not. <laughs> I just saw another text. She's like, hey, do you want me to send pics? I was like, why the fuck would you do that? That'd be like me going up to a, a hibernating bear right now and poking it with sticks. <laughs> not, not a good fucking idea. It just, the truck's gone. I only had it for two years and it, it's gone. Like literally a beautiful truck it's gone but yeah i know people are more important and, and, the, and you can't replace people also if they total it out insurance wise you get a brand new truck free well based on whatever the value yeah, whatever is the right value. so it, it it's still not going to be what i had and we were getting close to paying that fucking thing off too so it's just like a uh, it's i don't know whatever <laughs> fuck it i mean what's yeah i mean what's the point of dwelling on it right it, it's stupid Cause it's just gonna fucking get me angry and get me in trouble when I see the wife tonight. Uh, like to the point where we're having a a screaming match in front of the kid, like fucking losers. So, oh well. Let's talk Star Let's Wars. Talk. That'll make me happy. Cause I am always positive when we talk Star <laughs> Wars, right? All right, visions, my friend. Yeah. So you know, losers like you and I, we we didn't get any any early press access nope no no big deal we, we didn't expect that was coming so we had to wait with all the other schlubs so last wednesday when it dropped because you know that's when everyone wants to watch new content on disney plus is on a fucking wednesday uh but i i i checked it out in full i know i think nick kind of spread it out which i actually think is probably the smarter way to consume visions after doing a binge and i think bat uh, also agreed that binging might not have been the best way to do it because you, you you get a little anime fatigue by the end or at least i did yeah yeah and let's be real i mean some of the shorts while i'm not going to say any of them sucked some of them were very slow and, and methodical and very japanese if you know what i mean like very <laughs> very deliberate but slow and moody it's like all right just let's get to the fucking point here if you're not a if you're not like a an anime regular if you're not used to anime then it could definitely get a little tiring i mean like even for me um a couple of them were like man this is this is dragging a little bit more than i would like uh so yeah, yeah. but i mean like, like nick let's let's kind of approach it this way kind of like we do with our episode breakdowns just general review of of the franchise or the series mm -hmm. 
and then we'll we'll go through the the list you know i'll announce where i ranked and then you announce what you ranked and what we'll kind of talk about some of the differences here yeah uh, but I would like, you know, anyone that wants more of a, a, you know, deeper thoughts from my demented brain, please check out my uh, full ranking and review video out there on YouTube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've been I've gotten back to unscripted videos. And while they end up being longer, I believe they might be more entertaining and or tolerable. But that's me. And the views usually don't line up with my head. So. Uh, this was another project where I probably should have just posted instead of wasting the time doing a video. But, hey, I can't help myself. And, uh, I mean, these days I'm not going to have a vehicle for a while, so I guess I might as well <laughs> piss away more time on Star <laughs> Wars Time Show because I ain't fucking going anywhere. Not that I have been, but won't be doing pickups and drop-offs for a bit. Uh, so, like I said, my, my deep thoughts on this are in that video. I'll, I'll just wrap it up like this and let Nick kind of take the stage since he didn't get any time behind the mic. Um, I thought it was everything I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. I've always felt Star Wars is perfectly uh, set up to work in anime. We've we've we kind of got teases of that through the Galaxy of Adventure shorts that we got a few years back, which I thought were badass. I mean, they weren't like on smack anime like some of these that we got in Visions. But they they definitely honored the the mantra of anime. You know, the, the the animation itself was was a little edgy. They made the action bits a little more, you know, they 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 popped a bit more, had a little pizzazz, yeah. if you will. Um so I, I really feel like visions paid off on all of my expectations. I I loved how you could feel the influence of Japanese culture in each and every episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, every episode had a poignant focus on the importance of lightsabers uh, to the culture, uh, the ceremonies around lightsabers, the focus on the crystals, uh, every episode having to say, I have a bad feeling about yeah, this. <laughs> so I, I, I just, I love the lens that the Japanese artists kind of put Star Wars through. We we got a lot of familiar looking and feeling subject matter but it also at the same time felt fresh and and different i felt like there was a, a greater sense of honor in each one of these episodes versus than what you would get in traditional star wars honor in terms of you know honor to your family mm-hmm. be it jedi or sith or your actual relatives and just the the code of these mystical warriors yeah um so i I mean i i loved it from from top to bottom i mean i mean some of them didn't stand out or make an impact on me as much as the others but overall i thought it was uh fantastic i loved the gamble i think it paid off and just based on talking to our fans looking in discord and reading the interwebs I do feel like it has gotten enough of a pat on the back that this could be become a um, a, a repetitive series, and, yeah. and we may get a, another season. Yeah. So that that that's kind of my take, Nick. What would you think as uh, on a whole of of visions? Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed it all the way through, and you know, as I was watching it, and I actually watched the last one today before we went live, 
you know, knowing that I had to make like a, a, a list of sorts, like rank them. I was like, man, I like, I almost just want to do like a top three and not really do a full ranking. Cause I don't want to put anything last and like make people think that that one yeah. was bad or something. Right. Cause I don't think any of, I don't think any of them were bad, but no, it, you know, not at all. Yeah. But they're like you said, some are paced a little bit differently. Some are a little bit more high in action. Some are a little bit more, focused on interpersonal relationships and stuff like that. I love the different animation styles in each one of them too. Like it, when you watch yes. one, you can tell, you can almost like say, uh, you know, Oh, well this one, like if you're an, an anime fan or if you just like casually dabble in anime, you could be like, Oh, well this one reminded me of this anime. Like it, this one reminded me of, uh, you know, uh, full well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm anime. I'm anime stupid. Like Nick, Nick probably would have been better at, at doing those correlations because I, I felt like uh, Tatooine Rhapsody to me was like the the epitome of standard looking anime visuals. You know, the little beady pupils <laughs> and the you know, yeah. like that type of stuff. Uh, but then others would look completely different. And the and the crazy thing is, Nick, is that seven studios produced the nine shorts yeah. so you had a few studios working on multiple and yet i believe all nine look mm -hmm. visually unique I was gonna say to the, each other the, the studio the one studio did two that was the one that that did t0b1 the the toby episode that's science saru and then i believe science saru also did akakiri so those are two completely different visual styles but that just goes to show you that like just because an anime studio makes something that looks one way doesn't mean that they can't do other styles, which right. I thought was really cool. Um, well, it, you know, it, it goes to show that every artist is different too. You know, yeah. they, they may work under the same umbrella, but let's say, you know, Joe Schmo gets the lead on one short and uh, Dickie gets the lead on the next, just because they work in the same building doesn't necessarily mean it's going to look the same. Exactly. So, um, uh, yeah, like broad reaching thoughts. I think that if, if Disney wanted to just say like, Hey, we're going to go all in on, on this style of stuff, I would call up all seven studios and I would order series for every one of these shorts. I'd just be like, Hey, give me a season of all of them. Because I think that each one of them has their own merits, their own different storytelling. And, their own narrative threads that you could pull through at least one seat. Um, so I was a, I was a big fan. Uh, obviously I, I don't think I we're, we're getting a question, Nick, you may know better than me, but studio is it Ghibli or Ghibli? They weren't, they involved, did not were they? do it. Yeah. No, no studio Ghibli did or Ghibli did not do it. Um, he, he, yeah. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki usually only does full length movies and, like off the top of my head, I don't know the names of many animation studios. Look at this fucking guy. Look at he's like name dropping shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that guy Hayazaka. Oh yeah, I know him. He, yeah, <laughs> that guy. I mean, he's not gonna do it. It's almost impossible. Like you know, I think he actually retired. Well, I mean, I mean your your generation, Nick, I think probably is more open to anime because of the the Pokemon's and the Dragon, Dragon Balls, Balls and, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. It right. was it was way more accessible to us when we were kids in comparison to like you. I mean, and you're only like eight years, seven, eight years older than me. So it's not well, like I, I mean, we we had anime, but it wasn't really packaged that way. Like to me, Speed Speed Racer, Speed Racer. was anime. Yes. Yeah. Voltron was anime. Yeah. Uh, what was it Starhawks was anime. Mm -hmm. um, Even like Transformers yeah, so. to a degree like. Yeah, I, 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 I could see that. Yeah. I could so, see that. But it was, it was, a, it was a little bit more accessible for like my generation, I guess you would say. But 
um i mean that's the good thing now is you get to see like essentially you can see the evolution of styles of anime just through this series itself because even if you go back to like older anime like cowboy bebop and neon genesis and stuff like that they they kind of had similar styles but within this one you can see like updated stylings like the twins is definitely something that you probably couldn't have made you know 20 years ago in anime because it requires too much of a digital touch to it whereas something like the duel or something like the ninth jedi you could have made back then because it does rely a little bit more on like a hand-drawn style and it doesn't require a lot of digital tools to to make that happen um but I was a huge fan, like even stuff that I thought that I like went into it and I thought I, I wasn't going to like, I ended up liking. Uh, so, I, yeah, I mean, overall, big fan of what they did. I hope they choose to, to do some series orders off of this, but I would be happy if they just kind of continued to do it as like an anthology short series. Um, but I do think that that having this style uh, continue on for Star Wars would be great. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I would I would prefer them to continue some of these shorts that were already started versus a a new slate of of all brand new shorts. I mean, I wouldn't bitch about either one. And who knows what 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 how they make their decisions? What's what's it based on? Is it the 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 slapdick shit that they got all excited with Loki like, "Oh, look, the most people watched it on a Wednesday." It's like, "Okay, well, well how do you how do you quantify that? Like, what does that even mean? Like, who cares? Who fucking cares? Like, to me, it would be how many people literally made a transaction to sign up to watch your dan- your, your your fucking show. Yeah, that's for streaming. That's the metric I think would matter versus hey, on a Wednesday, we had five million people watch it versus on a Friday, four point seven eight million people watch it. So let's shift everything to Wednesday. Um, yeah, so, all right, well, you know, we're, we're, we're in line here. We're, we're all about it. 11 out of 10 all the way. It it was a winner. It really was. I mean, I I like different Star Wars and I'm a homer for the canon, please. I mean, I I do canon recaps of comic books that no one watches yet. I still like doing it because I'm such a sucker for canon and lore in all these fictional worlds that we buy into as, you know, not normal humans. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I also like seeing star Wars be different. Yeah. Uh, Getting away from the, the, the tried and true tropes. You know, everyone says they, they're, they're getting away and this show's getting away and this one's got away from Skywalker. But in the end, they always loom large. It even happened to the Mando itself. Like the Mando can never say it's, it's not a part of the Skywalker saga. Cause it is now and you know, maybe he'll come back in. Maybe he won't. Uh, but, but they, they pulled out the sacred cow. So, you know, once you drink from that, well, you can't go back and say you're not, you're an original and you're doing your own thing. You know what I mean? So, um, all right, well, let's kind of get into the episodes themselves uh, from a position of ranking them. And, you know, we'll, we'll use my list on the stream just cause they can see it. But after I announce my one, Nick will discuss his one and, you know, if we feel like spitting on each other, we can go from there. So, uh, and what I did with on the post, I, I, I'm typically not this lazy, but I'm, I'm getting better at this stuff, you know, um, just done with investing too much time in the Star Wars because I've kind of gotten the hint and I'm getting better at just living with that. But, 
I gave everyone a a peek into what I type down when I watch Star Wars stuff. So <laughs> if you did uh, happen to click on this link and go through the article and read the blurbs under each, each pick, I understand it is not working English. It <laughs> is. It's it's my own kind of notes to myself. Yeah, little notes. Um, you know, so it, it is what it is. You know, it's just things that I jot down while I'm watching that I want to remember when it comes to either, you know, doing a, a video recap, a cannon breakdown, an egg breakdown, or in this case, ranking. But my number one, I went with the, the ninth Jedi. And, you know, some of my notes revolved around, I, I really love the angle they took on lightsaber lore. Mm -hmm. And that it wasn't so much that the Jedi were dying out. It's that they just didn't have fucking lightsabers anymore. Like their weapons disappeared. And, you know, there was this this one what was it Margrave or whatever was this. We've oh, spoilers, by the way. Yeah, I would say if you have spoilers, if you haven't Hopefully, seen all of these. Yeah, I mean, then obviously skip ahead a little bit until we finish our breakdown. But uh, yeah, because we're going to be talking in depth about each. Yeah, I mean, just like we do with with our uh, Bad Batch breakdowns and whatnot, and, and I assume most people are either in the stream or, or that listen right away on Wednesdays. They're they're nutty like us and probably have consumed the content. But just in case, uh, spoilers inbound. So, really, my Nick, the reason I went number one, and I felt like one, two, and three, just like you said offline, could have could be swapped. But to me, the Ninth Jedi felt the most fleshed out in terms of. Its creators, to me, had a a past, the present we saw, and a future planned. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like this short in particular told a complete tale from start to finish, establishing new characters, and then putting them on a path of a brand new journey that I would like to see play out. And that is the, the continued growth of the Ninth Jedi herself. Mm -hmm. I also love their take on the color of lightsaber blades. I thought that was fucking brilliant. And that blades, instead of, you know, having to bleed a crystal red, the crystal would just sense what type of person you were. Yeah. And it would either turn red if you were a Sith or one of the Jedi colors. And hell, Nick, we even got another purple lightsaber yeah. on that one guy that was a Sith, but realized as he was fighting the ninth Jedi that I'm not a piece of shit in his turn to purple. So uh, I love that. I lo Even the Sith twist. I, I can honestly say I did not see it coming. I, I thought Margraves was going to be the shithead that shows up and just kills everybody. Yeah. Once he had him there, I didn't know that he was actually, actually trying to weed out Sith. So, um, I don't know, it, but to me, Nick, the reason I ended up like, you know, waffling between the top three and then settling on this one being number one was for the fact that it just felt the most complete and it felt like its creators have plans to, I, I believe said, you know, this could already be a trilogy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it, it's yeah. already an established Star Wars trilogy. So that's why Ninth Jedi was number one for me. Yeah. And I have similar feelings about it. I really, it was my number two. Um, so I agree that this one definitely had a tale that wasn't necessarily linked to anything else either. Like a lot of the other shorts are linked to either like the, the reign of the galactic empire or, or something like that. Like some other established piece of history in star Wars that we already know while the ninth Jedi essentially establishes a, a timeline and a, and a set of history all, all on its own. So I was a huge fan of that. Yeah. The, and like you mentioned too, with the lightsaber, um, seeing the the ninth Jedi, I think her name in it was Kara, 
or something like that. Like seeing her essentially take it from like take one of the lightsabers that the Smith was, was making and kind of wield it. And at first you see it as like this translucent blade, like you mentioned. Oh yeah. That, that was, I'm glad you, you, you yeah. brought that up. That was the other, that was just, just, that's just fucking cool to think that way. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. it, the blade will not form fully unless it senses a Jedi. And it, ultimately she got it to turn green. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there were multiple elements of this too, that were so awesome that, that makes it like kind of the upper echelon of it. Um, like you mentioned in the, in the little, uh, in the notes you put the, the speeder bike chase was fantastic. Um, Loved it. like that was top notch. All of the, all of the lightsaber fights were just so awesome. Um, and, and finally getting to see when she's using the blade, that, that color change to green, um, and, and everything mm-hmm. else. I mean, it was, it was really, a, just a superb piece of storytelling. And I mean, for a, for a, for an episode that was, you know, sub 20 minutes long. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome to be able to do what they did in that short amount of time. Definitely. All right. So I'll, um, since we're on our number ones, I'll just scroll down to your number one, which I believe was Lope and Ocho, right? Yes. Lope and Ocho was my number one. So the reason that I picked this is because this has everything that, you know, Star Wars for, it has the family element. It has the, the, the ultimate battle between good and evil. I think that the, the fight that you see um, between Lop and Ocho at the end is just magnificent. And Mm -hmm. it it really does feel like they pluck. It feels like this is lived in that. And that's what I really like about the story. It felt like this was something that was happening while we were watching everything else in star Wars and we just didn't see it. And this studio just plucked it out and they were like, hey, you know, there's all of this conflict between the Galactic Empire and, and the resistance going on or the rebellion going on all throughout the galaxy. Let me show you a story that you've never seen before. And it fits in so perfectly. And not only that, it had one of my favorite shots in the entire series in it where like at the end when Lop and Ocho are fighting against each other and they're on they're like essentially fighting in like a in a town but they they do a pull out shot and it it's them in their duel but in the background you see the cherry blossom trees and i was that that was just like it for me i was like holy shit this was so great um but then also how it ends it ends in a way where i was like fuck like i please continue this story because there was yeah, no it's, finale. it's another open end yeah like right. there was no it, finale to it and I just love the family dynamic of it. You know, the Ocho essentially being the, the adopted daughter who takes up the mantle of the family after Lop. Well, no, Ocho was, Lop was, um, yeah, Lop, yeah, Lop, Lop was, was the, the rabbit. The bunny so, girl. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like flip it. So Lop like taking up that mantle while Ocho defects and fights against her own father on the side of the empire. Uh, I mean, I just thought, and then it also had, Another reason why I attach myself to it is because it had traditional Japanese elements in there too, like the, you know, the their homestead and the, just like the little well, the whole lightsaber ceremony. Yeah, I mean, come the, on, the that that, that's essentially was was Samurai One Hundred and One, yeah. right? I mean, that was the the master sitting down with either his his family member and like, listen, you've earned this, and mm-hmm. that and that that's kind of what I said. I just I love the like the honor tone that every episode had, but also the hyper focus 
on the importance of the weapon, which directly correlates to Japanese culture mm. anyways. I mean, they the samurai culture formed Japan. Yeah. They, they were a warrior culture, and everything was about that weapon. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and your honor. I mean, you you would you would kill yourself if you dishonored even your weapon. You would have to, you know, seppuku. So, um, I had Lapanocho at six. Not again. Not to say it was uh, junky, uh, but like Nick, I, in my notes, cool visuals, neat take on the empire's abuse. Like Nick said, this is the one episode where <clears throat> it begins. Essentially, in my mind, right around the Bad Batch timeline where the Empire's kind of moving in and protecting all these planets now. And you could see the Star Destroyers kind of hovering over whatever planet they were on. There was a time jump to it a bit. Uh, this one, to me, had what I call this squeaky anime tone. And I think that's why it dropped a bit. At least early on, it really with the, the two girls and... It's a... You know, that, that type, like, like that shit, like, like toad talk. Um, but also like Nick, I thought the betrayal was a beautifully shot scene where she essentially what uses blood or something to, to mark her eyes and then cuts off her, yeah. her, her hair, yeah. which is, you know, a huge, huge thing. And, and like, uh, Nick said, I, I had a note, great duel here too. I, I didn't think this was the best duel of the series, but, um, I, I loved the fight, the, 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 the mantra to the fight was literally, you know, like Nick said, the adopted daughter coming to defend the, the surrogate father who really didn't even want Lope in the beginning, right? It yeah. was Ocho was the one that, that talked that into doing this. Um, so it was good. It was, it was down at six for me, but um, definitely a very interesting way to kind of take in some of Star Wars's main themes between light and dark. Uh, the Empire's abuse, so on and so forth. Yeah. All right. So I'll go back up to my number two. And I know this is going to be controversial because a lot of people had the twins in, in the shit bucket. <laughs> um, but to me, the twins is what I would explain to someone if they're like, yo, what's Star Wars like in anime? I'd be like, check this shit out. <laughs> like, if you want to see something that's just so fucking like cocaine riddled, uh, methamphetamine-fueled Star Wars, watch the twins. Uh, notes, love the cubic design, love the concept of the twin Vaders and cloning and, and dark side force cloning. I mean, crazy shit, but yeah. stuff that is happening in Star Wars. Here's, here's, you know, here's the brilliance of me. Just fucking cool. Droids and all the mirrors to Luke and Leia. You know, to me, I felt like the, the twins were Luke and Leia. Yeah. Uh, clearly the RDO or whatever they were calling was R2. And then you had the, the C3PO mirror. So I love that. And just like I said, it was anime on steroids to me. You had lightsaber whips and then you had this. And, and I hate to keep saying it because it is full of foul language, but this is exactly what I wrote down when I watched it happen. Fucking hyperspace hood riding with mega fuck saber holdo maneuver. <laughs> okay. When, I mean, think about that homeboy stands on the nose of an x-wing i know <laughs> takes this insanely sized lightsaber and makes it like the size of the galaxy and then as he's cutting through his sister's ship and into her chest plate he has his droid send him into hyperspace <laughs> 
to cut through it and the ship itself. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is this is absolute insanity, but I'm loving it. it yeah. It's it was like rock and roll fucking Star Wars. I mean, the the over the topness is what did the, did um sold this one to me. I just I love batshit crazy stuff and this embraced it wholeheartedly. Yeah. I mean, I love this one too. I had this at six, but like I told Matt, like my middle three were basically interchangeable. I like to me this one could be as high as four. Um but again, yeah, it's it's the it's the manic if you if you have ever watched anime and you've seen some of like the crazy stuff that happens like <laughs> yeah, even dude, at like the like, like in Dragon Ball Z, where it's just insane bullshit, people throwing planets down on each other, and all that's kind of what this the twins had to yeah, feel of. yeah. This is this makes over 9,000 seem silly, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this was over nine trillion, it was just crazy. And in the 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 whole lightsaber holdo thing, I, I that's why I, I think I was just sitting there like cackling out of happiness, like, ah, what the fuck is this? Like, whoo. Like, I can't believe that they got this past Lucasfilm. Yeah. I mean, that I think that's part of the reason I love it. It's like, holy shit, this is, this is literally Star Wars on every type of speed plus LSD. Yeah, no, it, it, it was really awesome. I love the, like, the style of animation of it because it just exacerbates <laughs> everything that they did in it. Like, it made all of the crazy shit that they did look uh, even more crazy. So, yeah, I was a... I was it's a just, like he does that move nick just to pop her armor off yeah but it, it results in a a gemini class star destroyer getting totaled and his sister suit breaking yeah. but it made sense and then you know he crashes on tatooine and, and you get that great end shot of it of literally there's no way the x-wing would stick like that unless i mean yeah. i don't know how far the nose was in the sand but it was literally like balancing on its nose yeah. but hey that was the twins for you yeah so there you go <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah. My, so Nick, let's. Get, what was your number? My two? two was the Ninth Jedi. So we've already talked about. Okay, that. so we we covered that. So um, how about your number three? So my Can we num- align on here. No. So my number three is actually your last one. <laughs> so my number three is okay. Tatooine Rhapsody. All right. And well, no, I like this because this. I think this one got a bad rap from most fans. So go yeah. ahead. So for me, like every everything that we've seen so far is pretty. St- like cut and dry standard to Star Wars lightsaber play, cool battles and stuff like that. I really like Tatooine Rhapsody because one, it kind of felt like My Hero Academia to me, which if you don't watch anime, that means nothing to you. But it's more of like a, it's it's more of a like a fun, not necessarily yeah, serious feel good style. Yeah, exactly. I love the story that was told too. You know, like this this band has this hut in it. Like in, you know, the, this hut is the, is the guitar player. And essentially his father is like, no, you can't fuck. Like, you're not going to do this. We're just going to fucking take you out. Like if you're disgracing the name of our family. And I just love kind of the mini story that was told about this band saying like, Hey, we're not going to let these people fuck with our bandmate. We're going to go bring it to them. I love the animation style because it was kind of that, that more chibi-esque style of animation. Oh, I mean, that that's what I, Chibi Fett stole yeah. it for me. I mean, that that I just, you, you, you had to love that miniaturized version of Fett rolling yeah. in, but it's Tem's voice. Exactly. That, that's what really sold it. Yeah, and I think that that's the only one that actually no uses established dead. characters from actual Star Wars canon. So uh, it was cool to see the Chibi Fett there. And then I just I just love it at the end, too, where they're like, hey, man, you know what? 
if we're going to go out, we're going to go out playing a fucking concert. <laughs> and they, they just fucking put on a concert at the, at the, uh, the pod racing grounds on Tatooine. And I just thought it was a super feel good thing. I, it was so different than all of the other shorts too, that yeah. like when I saw that, I was like, man, this is just fucking kick ass. Like, Cool ass music, awesome animation styles. There's even some fight scenes in there where you're like, man, this is. I didn't expect to see fight scenes in this, but there's one Dude, fight scene. I, I, I'm not out. gonna lie. I, I didn't know I needed Star Wars punk rock in my life, but after <laughs> Tatooine Rhapsody, I'm like, that was that's a good fucking song. Yeah. Everyone here, you know, you know, you were bobbing your head or tapping your feet to that song they sing. Uh, as they're trying to save Dread Fett. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> even even my kid who was like, I, you know, I'm try, I always try to sell this stuff to her, and I could tell she was tuning out after like the first episode or two. But even Charlie, once the song started, you know, kind of got up out of her seat and was like, yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of digging this. It's like, <laughs> you know, he gets, he jumps up in the air. He's like, yeah, you know, the kid used to be a Jedi, so he's got some skills. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, it was my number nine. It just, to me, someone, you know, I'm such a serious person in life. Okay. I'm all about dark and gritty <laughs> and broodiness. Uh, no, it just, this was the one episode and Nick summed it up perfectly. It is great. It is great. It, it's, it's lighthearted. It's feel good. I mean, my notes right here, just fun with everyone rocking. It really did. It just made you feel good, but I guess. For my Star Wars, I don't always just like to feel good. I, I want to, I want, I want some, some maybe lore mixed in there, maybe some, some, some tragedy, this, that, and the other thing. Um, but Chibi Fett, Hut with Dread, Star Wars punk rock. I, I still think it was a, an enjoyable short, if anything else. Um, but that's why it was down on number nine for me. It just didn't quite have the, uh, the, the gravity to it in terms of. Star Warsy stuff that that the others did. All right, so that was your three, right? Yeah. So my three was the duel, which overwhelmingly seems to be everyone's favorite. I'm, I'm guessing that's because Lucasfilm kind of hedged the series on the duel. This is the one that you got the most promo material for. This is the one that they decided to offer up a a standalone novel to help flesh out Ronan's story a bit more, and. You know, it, it, to me, it's 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 clearly one of the top. You know, it's it's in the top three, interchangeable. But as Nick and I were saying before we went live, while it looked badass and featured a badass, it was kind of a one and done tale. It's like, all right, cool, self-contained. Not much really happened outside of a duel. It it did feel very uh, Kurosawa like. I mean, to me, this is what why George made Star Wars. Yeah. You know, I think I think George probably saw the duel in his head when he was thinking about his Star Wars and and how the samurai movies influenced him uh, on that on those films and the Jedi and the Sith. So I thought the animation style was one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. It, it looked like scrib like 3D scribble art. Yeah. Right. Uh, I love the color splash by everything being black and white outside of the, the machinery. Really, I mean any machine. That's where you'd get the lights. Uh, lots of nods to Star Wars. I mean, we had First Order Trooper, Shore Trooper helmets, the bounty hunters essentially coming in to, to help the village out, which I believe someone points out in our question of the week. That was kind of a nod to a Clone Wars episode that I, I do remember where 
even the Jedi kind of team up with the bounty hunters to help this small little village. Um, the fight was was fun, but Nick, to me, I loved how he killed the other Sith. Because, uh, you know, Sith, we don't usually look at them as being cunning. They're just angry and forceful with their attacks. Where this one, you know, you don't really know. I mean, you, I'm sure we could go read it now. But to me, the Ronin is, you know, he's he's a former Sith who is now on the path of righteousness. Right. He's he's using his skills and his former red blades to essentially hunt down other Sith and kill them and steal their crystals. Um. But to me, the way he kills her with strategy and tactics versus brute force was probably my favorite part of the of the duel itself and the full episode Uh, and the end just, you know, it, it felt very Kurosawa. You know, he did the deed, the little kids in the town square. And he's like, he looks like, you know, I don't need to keep this. It'll it'll do better for all of you, yeah. you know. May the force be with you, type of shit. So, uh, I love love the style, love the tone. It just I don't know. It just it, it it felt like this could be it. Like you know, the duel is the duel, and and that's that. I I didn't really feel that I needed to see this uh, very very uh, uh, strict with his words type of guy. Uh, carry on yeah not i i would but i didn't i didn't i wasn't like like ninth jedi going oh shit i want to see where the fuck they're walking to and what they're gonna go do yeah not the case with the duel for me so yeah i I largely agree i had the duel at four so just one spot under um i do like the the visual style of it and and i think that like we we pretty much align on like i wish where everything else, there was like a through line, like a story that is almost told in its entirety throughout the episode. Um, this one really wasn't. It was literally like like it was called. It was literally just a fight. And that was kind of it. So I, I kind of wanted a, a bit more from it. I guess that's why they have a whole novel about this character so they can give you more. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So I thought that there were cool elements, but also I feel like, for something called the duel, I don't even think it was the best duel in the series. No, nope, like <laughs> not at all. You're you're 100 correct. Yeah. So there were elements that I liked. I, I I did like the black and white choice. It did feel very Kurosawa. I do like the the uh, the garb decisions for both of the main characters. So like the main bad girl Sith and then the the Ronin. Um, oh, I mean, these are these are action figures wait, begging to be made just because yeah. of the way how badass they look. Both of those lead. I mean, fuck, I would take the little droid with the straw Ronin hat, too. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. I mean, it. everything was really cool in it. I just I just felt like there was a distinct lack of of ex, not even exposition, but like character building that happened in all of the other ones. I mean, yeah, you only have between 15 and 20 minutes for most of these series or for most of these episodes but almost all of them did a better job of like telling you an actual story than what the duel did i'm with you nick to me this short felt like it was the end of a movie we just didn't get to see any of the lead up exactly you know (laughs) like yeah i would uh, love to see but it's also it it, i mean if anything it definitely I think it honored the mantra of what a Ronin is, though. Yeah. Right. I mean, literally a a 
a soldier with no family that just goes from town to town to town and usually ends up having to kick some ass and do a good deed. But I mean, that, that, that really was it. I mean, it, it was kind of short and sweet, but didn't feel like there was any, any more meat that needed to be picked off the bones. Yeah. So good overall, but definitely I, I feel like was kind of in the middle of the, of the whole series. So, um, all right. Yeah. So we've covered at least through three, right? We're on So we're four. on your four now, yeah. Right, okay. So my four was The Elder. Yes. And uh, what I liked here, I mean, you know, just to be kind of a jerk off, I, I, I felt like maybe it was the time of night, but looking at the Master, it felt like this is what Keanu Reeves would look like as a Jedi, but if Han Solo did his voice. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I re- it really, at times, sounded like younger Harrison Ford voicing this guy. But again, it was late at night. You never know what type of condition my mind is late at night. I could have been hearing things. Uh, I did have, early on, Nick, I felt like this one was a bit dry. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just kind of the master and the apprentice talking about shit as they're building towards... Um, you know, the, the, the reports of this elder and, and the ship that they find. But I'll tell you what, once, once the elder shows up and kills, or we think kills the Padawan, yeah. this episode to me really kind of turned up the dial on its kick-ass factor. And, you know, the, the, the master versus the elder battle was fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, I think it was definitely one of the best duels to be featured i even put maybe best duel i just i love the shit talking from the elder like oh yes finally i get to fight someone i haven't fought someone with this amount of power in decades and just watching the master essentially toy with him yeah because he is a sith on the decline and and really you know maybe this is too real life but i fucking found the message at the end that the master was relaying to the padawan to be just beautiful mm-hmm and true, and it's like he was kind of explaining the Sith and why he was so easily defeated, but he was also essentially explaining to the Padawan that, you know what, pal? I have peaked too. I'm only going to get weaker. You are now the one that is on the rise. Yeah. And it, it just kind of told a great tale of life and the different stages of life that a, a warrior will face when you're young. Nothing can stop you. You're only going to get stronger. Then you hit that peak, and that's when you realize, oh, shit, I'm in the back nine. That warrior I used to be, those skills I used to have, they'll never be that strong or that reliable again. And then you hit where the elder was at, and you know you, you, you may still think you are who you were when you were at master level, but because of age and the decline that comes with that, you are a shell of your former self. So, uh, like, just uh, here's how I ended it. Good. Good. All right. Yeah. So that, that's. No, I mean, <laughs> that was the last note to myself on the elder. I agree. So you had this at four. I had this at five. So so literally, kind of right behind it. Um, I love the drunken master. I mean, like this is essentially the Sith guy <laughs> is like the the prototypical yeah. drunken master that. No, you you're, you're, that's a good call. Yeah. Yep. That you would see in like Japanese, uh, you know, like kung fu movies or like old, like Japanese anime, even in like, uh, even in like Dragon Ball Z, you see it with Master Roshi and stuff. So like, 
having that that archetype character in there was really fun i love the design of his sabers how they are more sword like than than blade than like typical like you know what nick I was going to say, I also love the visual choice that they went with the saturated look versus, you know, my most lightsabers for those of us that, that make them digitally, you typically start with a white color and then you only add color through a glow effect. So mm-hmm. the, the lightsaber itself still looks mostly white with the saber's color glow forming the color here. Everything was just went for that oversaturated look and and i as nick said having them shaped like true katanas it did add kind of a a visual bump to a traditional saber yeah i mean i thought that that was a super cool uh little piece to it and and just throughout the series too how they took you know design liberties with lightsabers even in the ninth jedi when hargrave takes one of the sabers from the sith and then when he ignites it not only do you get the color change but if you notice right at the bottom of it, he has like a uh, like a hilt guard, like a hand guard that that like manifests made itself. out of energy, yeah, though. Right. Exactly. It's like it was like force energy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Forms a, a, a hilt or hand guard, yeah. whatever the fuck they're called. So I thought that that was super cool. Um, the, the battle itself was awesome. I, I do agree that there was a bit of a slow build to this one that I was kind of like you know, got me a little bit antsy. I was like, OK, OK, where are we getting here? Because you just yeah. keep hearing in the beginning like there's this. There's a presence. There's this dark side presence. You don't know right. where it's, it's like, at. All right. You know? All right. Get, get, let's get on with yeah. it. Qui-Gon. Yeah. It's like you get to it, but then when you get to it, the payoff was strong. It was a great battle between those two. And uh, I do agree. That was a good message. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I love the Sith master because he was just so, he's so opposite of what you would think as a Sith as well. Like you, you see Sith and every time you've seen a Sith, they're this, you know, this this no-nonsense, hard-nosed, I'm-gonna-kill-you, like, there's no play in a Sith. And then you see this guy, and he literally looks like he just had a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of things of sake, Sockies. and he's ready yep. to go. And, like, he's like, I just want to fight. I just... I haven't had a good fight yeah. in years. And right. Like he, he literally was just <laughs> looking for some fisticuffs. Yeah. So like he, he is fully embraced, embraced the dark side is just looking to kill and fight. Yeah. So. And I, I do love how the master took him out by just placing his saber on his chest and igniting it. Yeah. Like I know. Almost shooting like him. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, fucking that, that, that was super. Told cool. you, told you he was John wick. <laughs> I knew it. All right, so I guess that means we can go to my five your since five. you just talked about your five, right? Yep, I mean, yep. We're, we're still caught up. I don't want to shortchange anyone. All right, so my five came in at the Village Bride, and I, and I may blame the intern a bit on this one not quite playing out the way it it maybe should have to me the first time I watched it because this is the one I think he probably would put at number one, and we are on a text chain as we are going through these, and he was like, hey, man, Village Bride to me is just wow. So it kind of goes into my I don't like reading reviews because even that little line from a friend that I trust and I trust his Star Wars opinion. I had preconceived notions about the Village Bride. So when I came in to watch it. It didn't quite hit as hard as. Kung Fu was was pumping it up. So I think that's what kind of led the Village Bride dropping the five on my list. But in terms of my note, being a fan of Resistance, one of the few and far between, I loved hearing Christopher Sean's voice again. All right. He was he was the um, 
he was the voice of of Kaz from Resistance, so you know he was a main player, and he voiced the the bridegroom, I guess, if you will, in this episode. I also like that this. I believe this is the only episode that kind of had a prequels focus. I know it wasn't taking place during the prequels, uh, but it actually had the battle droids, and it actually talked about how these warlords took over the Separatist army, and mm-hmm. that's what they were using to fuck with this village. Uh, and then obviously the, I think the end where whatever the fuck this Jedi was trying to figure out and she does figure it out and just says, I am Jedi. And then does what I would again, consider to be a textbook definition of an anime samurai kill. Yeah. Right, Nick? Cause she jazzes up her four shoes and then blink of an eye. She has already sliced through that dickhead who was about ready to shoot. Uh, one of the villagers yeah so to me i feel like this this episode above all the others really channeled the low-key honor mantra of the japanese culture like i felt like this whole episode was all about at least how i perceived the culture to be patient uh honor is sometimes more important than anything else family tradition yeah that's just that's what this episode felt like to me yeah so for me this was my last one and like i said to to kind of kick this off i was like i I hated having to rank them at a certain to a certain point because it's just like it then it becomes like it's like oh well you didn't like it or like oh yeah this was bad like and that's not that's not what i think at all like in my opinion the story that was being told was very good. I like how they, they set up like the, oh yeah, we have to essentially give one of our, our you know, uh, villagers over to the, to the warlord every year to sate this, uh, this agreed upon um, deal that we have so they don't destroy the village and all this other stuff. I, I mean, I like the tale that was being told. I just thought it took a little bit too long to get to yeah. what I thought was the cool part, which obviously is the end, you know, like, um, that being said, I think that her saber design, even though you only see it for maybe 30 seconds, like was awesome. Winter, winter chicken dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Probably I mean, the best. It was fucking yeah. great. I loved it. Um, like you said, the execution move made me feel like I was playing, um, which ghost. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima again. Like that. It was great. Um, I, I do like the animation style here too. I just felt like the, like if you have as short a time as you have, the amount of exposition in it just felt a little right. long. Um, That's where I was at. Cause I was like, all right, wh- who are these two fuckers in the woods? Yeah. And why they keep staring at these people? Like, let's just, let's get to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's deeper meaning behind the, the lead character and the faith and the fact that she was covering her face. And at the end she realized like, fuck that. I am a Jedi. Yeah. I don't know if she was a Jedi and she broke bad or, or what, but the exposition didn't help with any of that. And I think, like Nick said, it, it, that's what ultimately um, left me not feeling as as awesome after I got through The Village Bride. It still felt great, but I was like, hey, that, that, things could have happened a little quicker, in my my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So, um, overall, right. not, not bad, but I, I feel like it's funny to say that, like, a 14, 15 minute long short could have been shorter, but I feel like if you, if you chop like two minutes of that exposition, it, it would move a little bit faster and you could, you know, make it, make it to your, yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. I think you go right to the moment where 
the Jedi and whoever the fuck the old guy was, her master. I don't know. I mean, again, I was like, who are these people? I think when they're watching the 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 other main subjects, Christopher Sean and and the woman mm. do whatever the fuck they did, like the mountains and shit started going up and down. It's like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. I think you could have started right there and then had a the little bit of the dinner scene and then you're kind of into the meat of the episode. So yeah, I'm with you. It definitely um, felt like it was trying to be a little too cute with the deep thought and like I said, that that low-key honor, like hmm, yeah. brooding, thinking about reflection, all that shit, you know. I was waiting for him to go sit at a a koi pond and come up with a haiku <laughs> yeah, like, like Lord Sakai used to do in <laughs> Ghost. Exactly. <laughs> But still not. All right, so we covered my six when we talked about your one. So Mm -hmm. what is your six? So my six is actually um, twin. So it was your two. So okay, so we're good. Both of them. And I will say that our next two are in line. So our next two were were the same degree. So Tob one came in seven for you too. Yes. All right. Notice that. He, it starts out with him being referred to as Toby one, and then eventually they start calling him Toby. Yeah, that's I think that all comes into the, the real boy. the whole Pinocchio yeah, exactly. theme of this of this episode. Yeah. But he, here's kind of what I had, Nick, and I don't, I don't know if you felt the same, but right off the bat, I'm like, this is fucking Mega Man yeah. in Star Wars. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the 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 Jedi Master who we find out that he was a Jedi Master looks just like fucking Doctor Light. And I will argue if we would line up models of of Tobi One and Mega Man himself, the Blue Bomber, they're really fucking. It's close. the same fucking build. I mean, <laughs> they, they they got the same body shape. They even have like those ear ear pronounced ear cups. I just got strong Mega Man vibes from Tobi One. I I loved uh, kind of look of this universe. I loved all the uh, wall carvings that kind of recounted the the old rebe- the old rebellion and the empire uh i thought those chalk art video sequences that would bring toby's dreams to life were really cool looking that's a a, uni- a unique way to animate something mm-hmm. yeah uh and and just nick the, the 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 concept of a droid becoming a jedi i thought was pretty unique and interesting exactly yeah. and 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 finally the Voltron kill, right? He gets one of his little buddy droids and Fuck somehow it. he forms a jet pack and just like, Aah! and fucking slices homie in half. Dude. So uh, it was just fun. And then obviously you had the uh, the old direct tip of the hat to Luke's T-16 Skyhopper yeah. there at the end. I mean, there were a lot of things that I liked about this. And, and again, like with a ranking system with both me and Matt having this at seven, people would be like, oh, well, you could skip it. But I mean, I will say when I first started off, I'm like, oh, this is going to be like the like the kiddie one. It's going to be like the most kid friendly, like it, the, the animation style lends itself to that. But there are some fucking awesome stuff. I think the battle at the end between Toby and the, you know, the bad guy was amazing because not like in yeah, that a good duel in that fight, you get to see Toby essentially learn during the fight get better become a jedi yeah yeah it was Mm -hmm. it was a super awesome way to do that and to like show his coming into his own as a jedi uh like you said too the concept of 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 a droid being a jedi is not is something that we usually didn't think of but if you think about the way that the force is described and how it's described in this in this episode the force encompasses everything. Even Yoda says that the trees, the rock. I mean, you would uh, imagine that that extends to, 
you know, droids and the materials that are made for droids. And there's, yeah, I mean, they're all like, if we want to get super Neil deGrasse Tyson here, any element that would go into making a droid probably started as a natural element. Exactly. So they're all, all of these pieces are imbued with the force. And as we know, like in Star Wars, droids can be sentient free being. So there's nothing that says that a droid can't be a Jedi. I mean, We've just never seen it in traditional Star Wars. So Science Saru taking that, that like what you would typically seem to be as like fodder, a droid, and turning it into the hero of this story was super great. Um, I love the, the tip of the hat to like, hey, we're trying to turn Tatooine into an oasis again. Like at one point, this planet was filled with life. And then all of a sudden, over the years, it became a desert and it was... Uh, you know, Toby's master's plight to, uh, to, to, you know, hey, Nick, I, I, I want to hear your, your, your take on this. How, how much time do you think this episode encompassed? That's a good question. Cause I was thinking about that towards the end too. Cause it's so hard. I think decades. Yeah. I was like, going to say like after, after the Sith comes the first time and the doc locks Toby essentially in a tomb. Yeah. Uh, and by the time he comes out, like then he start to like, the science actually starts to happen. Yeah. So I, I believe that this episode probably was decades worth of time. Uh, I'm in, not going to say in, hundreds because we had the same Sith character come back and be like, I thought I got, you know, I thought I rid this planet of the Jedi and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I mean, even up, until I feel like when, this one probably took up the most time in universe in out of all the episodes. Yeah, I agree. And then like, even into the end where like, you know, Toby does figure out the, the formula and essentially turns Tatooine into a lush. Yeah, everything's green, green and then he he leaves. So yeah, it probably could have even been another ten years after the duel. Yeah, so, so I, like even though it's seven, I still think that it was fun. That duel at the end was awesome. Like you said, the moment where his droid friend essentially becomes a jetpack, <laughs> and I was like, dude, that yeah. was because at first well, I was I mean, like. Eh. But Toby then, was getting fucked up. Like, I mean, the, the guy stabbed his hand and chopped his arm off. I mean, yeah. he even had that nod to the franchise, losing, losing appendages as a as a young Jedi going up against a Sith they probably shouldn't be fighting, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker, a.k.a. Anakin Skywalker. Uh, so, you know, I, I know this one kind of gets ragged on like, like Tatooine Rhapsody, but I think if you kind of peel back some of its layers and really take it in, it, it, it hits some good notes. It does. It does. So I was a fan. Um, so for the next, the next one for both of us is, I think it's Akakiri. I may have said it wrong because you have Anakiri here, but I don't know. Well, I know it's, I know it's spelled right. I don't know how to fuck to say it. So Anakiri is what I would uh, imagine. Yeah. Um, just, so, just check for me. But I, I believe I, I spelled it right. I'm not going to say I, I. It is not spelled I, right. It's A K A K A R I. Okay, so Aka Akakiri. Akakiri. So, um, just we're to, both at eight here. We're both or, at or eight. You were at, yeah, okay. We're both at it because my nine is Village Bride. Go ahead, you, you take the lead yeah. on this one. So Akakiri, the reason I have this one down here is because it was another one that was a lot of exposition to to like get to essentially what was the end game. And the problem for me with this was is like the exposition was telling you what was going to happen when they got there. So it's not like they were laying out any other like important details. It's literally like the, 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 the main adventuring party was like, okay, we're going to, to find this Sith who has taken over like, you know, the, the daughter of the, of the Shogun or the daughter of the emperor has turned into a Sith. 
we're going to go find her and kill her and restore order. And they were telling you that as they were going there. And then when they get there, that's kind of what happens, except there's a little twist at the end where instead of... Yeah, I mean, the only thing you didn't know, because he kept having those visions, visions and yeah. you're like, well, what the fuck's he seeing? But then once it gets there, you're like, ah, okay, now I know what he did. And like, the, the I, I guess the biggest thing for me, for the reason that I put it at eight, was like, I actually had to watch the end a couple times because I was like, is this is this a vision? Is this like... Is he living in his in his vision now? Oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Because yeah. You, you get the entire. I mean, like, first off, it's it's a kind of a shitty fight. Like the the fight almost doesn't happen. Like you get like one clash between the the Sith Shogun and then the the Jedi who's escorting Misa to the the palace, and then he essentially just puts his blade away, and he's like, "Well, I'm not good enough." And I I guess that's what they're trying to get across in this is that like he was in such a despair that like he couldn't even stand to fight for what he knew was right. And then the, the turn to the dark side was very, it was like you said, it had major Anakin Palpatine. Oh, it's, it's the same, Padme same thing to me. It, it was, it was a direct mirror of that moment. albeit his, his emperor actually backed up their, their yeah, claim. He actually I mean, healed. Her. She, she really did know how to bring people back from dying. Yeah. Unlike Sidious, who just completely owned Anakin's dumbass with that little story. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think seeing a Jedi as a cowboy was cool. Yeah. All right. I, I had that put down. I, I liked the look of him. But like Nick said, and I felt bad because I'm pretty sure my man Takei was in this one voice in one of the vagabonds yeah. that, that those were the out. best people in the in this whole episode yeah. those two but but i but it, 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 the whole what i'd say the first 10 minutes you're just sitting there like just fucking do something already yeah. like, what are we doing i mean okay you, you you found the girl you got these bozos helping you they'll probably sell you out big deal all right we get to the temple big deal there's a flashback okay now we know he loves her and why he loves her and why he's protecting her uh, so it didn't really get interesting to me until the duel itself and where you get that direct reference to the choice Anakin had to make. Yeah. It, it was slightly different. I mean, here he did tap into the dark side prior to committing to the dark side, and that's what kind of clouded him and, and sent him into the rage that killed the girl in the first place because, you know, the Sith Shogun just slapped a mask on her and wheeled her out with all the other troops that this guy was just mowing down in his murderous Sith-like rage. Uh, but when she makes the deal and he actually, I mean, literally gets down on one knee, yes, my master, I mean, very Anakin-esque. But like we said, unlike Anakin, she actually pays <laughs> off and he does bring her back to life. And I think this is where the beauty was in this episode and, and really just the, the, the sadness of it all. He knew the moment he made that choice that, yes, he was going to save the love of his life, but at the same time, he was also going to lose her for the rest of his. Yeah. Um, because he, he crossed over, he knew what he did, he knew the decision he made, and he knew he had just become the pet of this, you know, Vader lady, Palpatine lady, and and that's that. I mean, even the girl, as she's resurrected, just is, like, watching in disbelief, like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I you know? feel like my, my if, man, my man did save me, but he's also has betrayed me in the, in the same sentence. Yeah. I feel like if they would have, cause essentially they put all the cool shit in this episode in the last three minutes. I feel like if you would have had more flashbacks, like when he was having these 
these episodes in the earlier parts of the of the uh of the episode um if you would have had the flashbacks that showed him talking to his Jedi master and like setting this up as you get there. And then instead of trying to hit you all hit it in, in essentially a minute and a half and tell you like this, this story of like his failure, his, his, you know, succumbing to the dark side all within this one tiny, tiny scene. If you would have had those other conversations along the way, the impact would have been bigger because you would have been looking for it. Like, Oh my God, is, is he going to do it? Is he going to turn to the dark side? Is he not going to turn? Is he going to, you know, what is he going to do? But you don't even have time to contemplate that because by the time you figure out like, oh, he's been struggling with this for a while, the, the decision happens almost instantaneously after that. And I feel like if you would have had a little bit more time with that, like him stewing on that and knowing that he's had these struggles, then it, it could have been a little bit better. Uh, but it's funny too, because, Seven and eight were the two science sorrow um, episodes. So those two, you could, and we were aligned, yeah, and we were on, aligned those. on those. And you could also see, if you look at those two episodes, the wildly different animation styles for the same studio. So. Yeah. I mean, it's not even, not yeah. even close. Uh, I mean, that's just, Hey, that's the brilliance of, of artists and their minds. Like, you know, like the, the ones we talk about here on the star Wars time show. So there you go. That is the S W T S full breakdown of star Wars visions. We gave our you know opinion of the series as a whole. And then we had our rankings, which were kind of different outside this, the seven and eight there, which made for a, a fun chat. So if anything else, if you've been on the fence and you're already a, a D plus subscriber, you might as well at least go dabble in these, maybe use one of our lists to kind of formulate your, your watch order. You know, if you if you if you're kind of a little bit of a, a psycho like myself, maybe you uh, go through my list, and that'll help you get through the nine shorts. If you're more calm with your approach, maybe follow yeah. what what Nick recommended. But overall, a, a great spin on Star Wars, and well worth my whatever three ninety nine for um, yeah. September. So one thing I want to call it once so one six shooter says. He's a little disappointed that they were all basically Jedi stories and there was no exploration of Mando or anything like that. I mean, that doesn't surprise me considering that these are Japanese studios and the, the crux yeah, of their culture it. is around samurai. And, and, you know, that is essentially what their, their culture and even their way of life now is kind of centered around is, is like samurai and honor culture. Where I guess you, I mean, you could say that they could have brought in Mandalorians and stuff like that, but you know, the the importance of the blade, the way well, of the it, blade, and everything like that is so ingrained in Japanese right. culture. Right? They, they that, would, they would probably have had to taken it with the dark saber in mind, um, because I mean, let, let's be real: the Mandos are very samurai-like yeah. in terms of their their warrior culture. Uh, but yeah, I think that the story would have had to revolve around the the dark saber and its importance to their faction versus just their ability to kick ass and take names and bitch and look in armor. But I, I don't know, man. I, I like I said, how does Disney make their choices on renewals or to invest more money in a project like this? I don't know. I don't know if if they had metrics up on a whiteboard somewhere somewhere that said, hey. Uh, if enough people tune in on Wednesday and like this, we'll do more. Or if we notice a slight spike during this week in subscriptions, we'll do more. I think in terms of what the artists put out based on what they're asked to do, 
they all deserve another chance to keep I this agree. going. But I don't I don't have the cash that Disney does. I don't make those decisions. So we'll just have to wait and see. But I don't know. I just I have a feeling the force is tickling my taint that we will see a, a another season of Star oh, Wars Visions. I definitely hope. Uh yeah, awesome stuff. If y'all haven't checked it out yet, please do. Um like Matt said, if if you if you do want to do a kind of a binge, you can probably get through all of them in like two and a half, three hours. Um, I would definitely recommend uh, kind of spreading them out over a little while so you can get it. You know, uh, yeah, I I agree, I agree. Um, it's just to me anything that's not a cohesive story for multiple hours, you're eventually going to start to get a little. <laughs> fried like okay i just learned about a whole new cast of characters and now i'm gonna do it again and then again and again and you know maybe that's why i thought akakiri was a little slow and dumb because it was one of the last ones i'm like well fuck hurry up i've been here for an hour and 45 minutes can we please yeah. move on <laughs> um all right man before we get into our boba fett special we have a word from our sponsors that's right footy is back and our friends at manscape are here with a masterclass to get you ready for this new season the leaders in men's grooming have done it again it just launched their fourth generation performance package included is their new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer the 4.0 will have even paris saint germain jealous of your well-groomed package Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new Performance Package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping if you use our code SWTS. You know, I was kind of hoping for a few Ted Lasso mentions in this copy, but I guess we're not going to get it. But anyways... Nick, I actually just trimmed my package right before we went live today. Uh, you know, I had some free time. I, I found out that I probably should read emails from work a little closer <laughs> than I do because uh, we were supposed to have a day of service today, but that was canceled. And they essentially say, have a mental health day, which means it's a day off, right? So I, I had some extra time and Nick had to do his thing and meetings and whatnot on Tuesday. So I was like, you know what? My balls have been getting kind of extra sweaty at night. That means the pubes are probably a little bit longer than they need to be. So I broke out the lawnmower 4.0 just before we went live and um, went ahead and shaved the nether regions and my pits. And it was beautiful. You know, no nicks, no cuts, thanks to that ceramic head that the lawnmower 4.0 has. I even put on some of my ball deodorant afterwards because, you know, no more hair. I wanted it to smell nice and fresh. But I mean, you, you get all this stuff in the Performance Package 4.0. So you get the Lawnmower 4.0. You get the Weed Whacker, which is a, a, a fantastic tool for those gentlemen out there or ladies like myself that tend to grow more hair out of their orifices these <laughs> days than the top of their head right my friend you know what i'm talking about so with the performance package 4.0 you're going to get the lawnmower 4.0 the weed whacker you're also going to get what have become my favorite products from manscaped and that is the crop preserver ball deodorant highly recommend i use it at least once a day and then the crop reviver ball toner just in case you need a little bit of a, a refresh later on in the day. 
But Nick, the best part is if you go with the Performance Package 4.0, you're also going to get a kick-ass travel bag and a pair of Manscaped's highly breathable boxers. So my friends, get out there, hit up manscaped.com to get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at manscaped.com. Kick some overgrown pubes, hairs, and grass this season with Manscaped. All right. So, um... On to this next topic here, which actually dropped the moment we ended the show last week. And that is the announcement that uh, Disney's going all in with this every year now. They're going to start calling it Disney Plus Day. Uh, Think about it. uh, The first one was last year, I believe, in December. That's where Nick and I kind of proclaimed a new Star Wars day because at this event, they they just were like, we're doing this show and this show and that show and Visions and Ahsoka and this and that. Well, last week, whatever um, white guy's running that company now, he's like, listen, November 12th, it will be known as Disney Plus Day, and they're going to use this day moving forward to... Reveal new content from its tentpole franchises, a.k.a. Star Wars Marvel. All right. So what we learned is going to happen at this first, technically the first Disney Plus Day on November 12th, is that there is going to be, I'm just scrolling down here, a special celebrating the origins and legacy of Star Wars's legendary bounty hunter, Boba Fett. All right, so, and here's my spin on this. Here's what I think it's going to be, and I kind of put this in the article for those that care to read words. I think this special is going to be a mix of those Legends shorts that they did for the Marvel characters that got their own TV shows on Disney+. Plus. Nick, I don't know if yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Um, they were, what, like seven-minute vignettes on like, oh, here's Loki, and this is what he's done up until now. So just so, you know, casual fans could kind of get caught up on the, the, the bigger picture of Boba Fett and Star Wars so they're prepared for his solo series. So I think it's going to be a combination of, of that, like for the, the dopes out there, like, hey, here's Bozo Fett back in the movies. Here's Neo Fett from The Mandalorian. And here he is in Book of Boba Fett, which is coming out in December. So I think you're going to get one of those Marvel Legends types of deliveries with uh, some of that B-roll shit that we saw for the first ever Mandalorian series at um, Celebration, yeah. right, Nick? Because it was kind of like... It wasn't a trailer, and it wasn't necessarily a sizzle reel. It was more interviews yeah. with the main cast and crew, with with some B roll footage. Yeah, sprinkled I mean, in. basically the you know the the big thing that we got from that is like you saw the Razor Crest kind of flying. They showed you how they did that. I do think that it's probably going to be a, a a bit of both, kind of like you mentioned, kind of like a a retrospective on Boba plus some interviews with. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, probably the people who are working on Book of Boba. Tim Morrison's probably going to have some words as well. Yeah. Um, yep, and yep. yeah. Deborah, I would have. No, not Deborah. Robert, you're right. Yeah, maybe Kathleen. Um, I'm fast forwarding to Kenobi yeah. here. 
But I mean, it's the perfect time to do this because literally, I think almost a month to the day after this releases is when the planned release of Book of Boba Fett is. So getting people hyped for it makes sense. Um, but even outside of that, I expect there to be a lot of Star Wars content that's going to come on Disney+. Plus. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because there was a blurb at the end of the press release that uh, here's what it says right here. So blah, 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 Disney Plus Day, which will include breaking news, first looks, new trailers, exclusive clips and appearances from Disney Plus creators and stars. So I, I also would not be surprised if we got maybe a sizzle for Kenobi. A trailer for Andor or a, a tease for Andor, a tease for Kenobi, uh, maybe even some Bad Batch yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, probably not, probably nothing Mando outside of maybe just throwing the title card up there. Be like, hey, remind, don't don't forget, he's he's still here and we're doing two and a half. We just called it something different. Uh, but I would at that point in time, I mean, we're, we're talking six weeks from now, if not more, a little more. They're going to have plenty of time to cut up something for Kenobi and Andor, which are both confirmed to be wrapped at this point. They, I guarantee they have some digital shots in the can. Uh, so outside of this special celebrating Fett, and yeah, like Bat says, hopefully it's not a, a new holiday special and he breaks out his blue <laughs> armor and his, his tuning fork gun. Uh, but I, I don't believe the special is just going to be all about Book of Boba Fett. I think it's going to be a little bit of a retrospective on the character and his journey so far in Star Wars, and then we'll get a little bit of a look at, at book. And, and maybe it's not even a trailer, because in my mind, I, I feel like book, Nick, should be getting some sort of visual preview in October. Yeah, I know. Like, trailer time so, is approaching for this show, so I'm not sure, uh, you know, when when they're planning to drop it, but I would assume within the next three weeks. Like, yeah, I would say so. In a response to Tones, Tones, I think this is all going to take place in the app itself. Like, I, I think, um, I, I would imagine they're just going to have the damn Disney Plus Day stream right in Disney Plus. Or, or why do it, right? I mean, that, the whole point is to get people into your, into your streaming app to watch the special versus blowing it out on YouTube. So, I think the special stuff, that it will be exclusive to Disney+. Plus. But if we do get any traditional teasers or sizzle reel stuff, it, it may make it to YouTube eventually after uh, you know Disney+, Plus is done blowing its load on November yeah. 12. Um, so there you go. I mean, we, we can at least expect this now uh, yearly, and you're going to get a major drop from both Marvel and Star Wars during it, which gives us something to look forward to every november all right um you know this one nick was kind of making fun of me (laughs) before we went live and he has people who put this up there and then we we feel like we have to talk (laughs) but yeah he he has he has every right to make fun of me and and i think this is a direct result of someone finding out he had more free time than he thought he did today and this is the story that was floating around, I'd say, last night into this morning. If you're a hardcore Star Wars uh, story sniffer outer like myself. But uh, Diego Luna was interviewed. I think one of his shows is coming out. So naturally, they're going to ask him about Star Wars stuff. That's just your lot in life. If you've acted in Star Wars, any other project you're tied to, you're going to have to talk about Star Wars. But yeah. so what? There's always time for Star Wars time as Diego is learning. 
But he, um, I think he sat down and talked with Deadline, and, and he gave some other know-nothing quotes about Andor to them. I didn't even cover them. The one I went with is, it's still laughable, but I was like, hey, fuck it. Everyone else is doing it, so why shouldn't the Star Wars time show let me take a running jump off a cliff? I mean, I'm one of those guys. Uh, but here, here's what Andor said, and, and if you fall out of your seat, don't sue us, <laughs> all right? Because this is going to fucking knock your socks off so he doesn't offer up any juicy plot details but um, Mr. Luna did proclaim that you'll definitely see familiar faces <laughs> that's <laughs> so the whole he... thing you'll see. well um, y- yeah if you've been paying attention we- we've already had some of the stars leak <laughs> some of the familiar faces some of the official casting are familiar faces so, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I fell for it. I, I, I took the bait. Uh, to me, this is like a no-shit Sherlock type of story, but I figured at least Nick and I could <laughs> speculate on some of the familiar faces, at least that we know or we've yeah. heard, right? So, Mon mm-hmm. Mothma, Saul yep. Guerrera, Director yeah. Krennic, Tarkin Potential, Tarkin, right? Galen, the, the next big one for me. Yeah, Galen is, Urso uh, is uh, what you call it, Organa, Mr. Bale Organa. I mean, we're we're probably Bale, gonna see yep. him. He made a little cameo in in Rogue One. Uh, I mean, you could even like reach as deep into the well as like, are you gonna see uh, like some of the secondary cast from Rogue One? Like, are you gonna see two tubes again? Yeah, some are of you the, gonna see <laughs> right or some of the other rebel leaders that weren't yeah. necessarily you know didn't have large speaking parts, but were in that in the team shot around the, the war table. Yeah, exactly. There. I mean, you could bring in um, any number of people, you know, uh, probably not <laughs> Bodhi, um, because I don't know, you know, he probably wouldn't have defected yet, but you could bring in, I mean, you could even potentially bring in a Harrison doula. I mean, like that would be huge. I mean, talk about huge, like that would be massive for star Wars fans like us. If you were to bring in Hera and chopper in real life, but I, Young Leia, yeah. I mean, hell, why not? Fuck it. If you can make CG voice and visual Luke, why not bring back Young Leia? I'm sure they'll find a body to slap slap some digital yeah. shit on. Yeah, so it's like, all right, cool. Of yeah, course. I, I, mean, I kind of expected to see that in a in a series that, like, I expect to see familiar faces in Kenobi. Yeah. It's like, but it's also like, you can't not have familiar faces. And this is all within the rebel alliance right in what is this like essentially the middle or the beginning of the war against the empire of course you're gonna see yeah we, we just don't know we don't know how how far back it will truly go from a rogue one like i know there's been i don't even want to say rumors i think it was just out there that you may see a younger cassian yeah. like right when shit goes sideways and he does kind of have to get mixed up with people that are on the run and maybe trying to do the right thing against the empire's iron fist. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, like Nick said, it's, it's in a, an established timeline. The bulk of it's going to be in the main star Wars timeline, the OT timeline, the good one. Although the others have gotten better, uh, maybe 20 years from now, the sequels will, will be different if, if Dave makes enough cartoons to yeah. make them <laughs> make sense like he did for the prequels. Um, but I, it's like, I don't know, 
sure vader why not the emperor why not they're 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 all on the fucking table for yeah. andor probably even more so than the kenobi series because I, I don't think you want to you know blow your wad in kenobi you don't need to you got fucking kenobi and invader that's all you fucking need it could be those two having force walkie talkies with each other and i would right. be happy i know <laughs> like you don't need all that much but uh yeah i mean this one's kind of a, a no but you know we're we're excited hey, to have it. We're the Star Wars time show, and there you go. You just got updated with uh, a no-shit Sherlock type of post. Bat, we did have a live-action Chopper, but I'm with you. I, I would actually like to see him emote and act like Chopper in live-action form, like cram Filoni's ass into that astromech and make him, you know, puppeteer his little arms and <laughs> fuck you, like that type of shit that Chopper says, so... I'm with you too. He 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 obviously could also be a familiar face we see within Andor, but uh hell, I mean, 2022 is is definitely shaping up to be the year of the Star Wars. The only thing they're missing is a feature film, really. Uh we we're going to get Andor, Kenobi, Mando, Bad Batch. Yep. I mean, wow. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's there's a lot uh, of shit coming down the pipe for 2022 and you know, then we do have to wait till 2023, unfortunately, for uh, for Rogue Squadron. But hey, you know, if we if all of those pieces of content in 2022 are as good as we expect them to be, then it won't be so bad without a uh, without a, a a move. It is wild to think. What, what's it going to be ultimately? Four years. Four years? I never thought that would happen. Once they got the license, that there'd be a four year break between feature star yeah. wars movies but hey tlj and then the solo and then people getting nervous and aborting uh, plans that have been in the work for years that this is what happens but i guess i guess the one uh, thing we probably didn't see coming to alleviate this uh, the pain of this delay is the fact that the live action tv has kicked yeah, ass i mean it's been so it, it has been a nice kind of stopgap in between uh, Tross and whatever the fuck above uh, Rogue and is going to be the expectation for live action. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, what, let's uh, we got a good question here for in the uh, the stream. We got Brittany Taylor asking, "Where are the chances Thrawn shows up in Boba Fett?" I I still think they keep him off the table for his actual screen debut, like Tones is saying in Ahsoka. I think I I I wouldn't be surprised if he spoke of by name but i i I don't know i i I still think boba book of boba is gonna try to stick to mando's universe more so than what is springing out of mando's universe to create the ahsoka universe and Uh, you know eventually i know that you know the initial thought with these live action shows was that there would be an ultimate kind of event that kind of brings all of them together Oh and, yeah, it'll it's it's going to happen just yeah, not yet. And I imagine that given the status of Thrawn in the Star Wars universe that he's going to be like the first Thanos. Like he's going to be their first like big villain yeah. that you know. Yeah, I mean, well clearly Gideon yeah, was not, that, right? I mean, Gideon's in shackles at this yeah. point in time. And he clearly had a superior of some sort which at this point based on what we learned from the Ahsoka episode could very well be Thrawn or like Nick and I believe we postulated back then 
knowing what the Empire was after Cinder, and even reflected in the video game, I think they're hinting at it. Well, no, in um, the shit, the flying video Squad game that friend. came out this time last year, literally the a part of the campaign story was the fact that the, the Imperial officers that had their own capital ships essentially became like their own little rulers of the ship or whatever planet they they shacked up on so we've we very well could have a warlord type of setup in this remnant empire that hasn't been fully exposed to us at at this point in time um but i think nick nick's on to something here uh thrawn very well could be the the thanos event that is gonna require this crossover which has been promised to us i mean who knows what they're going to do with the Rangers show, uh, which is no longer an active development. Not that they probably would have needed it, because I think anything they're trying to do in there, they could p- potentially yeah, spin into mix, Ahsoka mix to flesh one. out. You know, it, it, those storylines can definitely be picked up. Uh, yeah, Thrawn is definitely going to be a massive uh, force within the Star Wars live-action TV universe or live-action streaming universe. Once he hits, but I do think that you are like you're right, Matt Tones is right that they're probably going to save his initial reveal for the Ahsoka series since that was essentially her quarry for her episode and, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right. So um, yeah, uh, spoiler alert in Andor, you're going to see some familiar Star Wars familiar faces. You heard it here faces. first, people. What? Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're moving into the new collectibles segment of the show. We'll, we'll make this fairly quick because, I mean, these days they're essentially shoveling shit down our throats and expecting us to keep eating it. So there's really not a, a, a lot of time that needs dedicated to this. But before I get into, you know, Hasbro angering fans on a weekly basis, uh, we got some new Funko Pops. And I'll tell you what, man, if I still collected these, they, they truly are getting better and better looking with each wave and I don't know why it took this long for the Mandalorian season two wave to release in full for Funko. Uh, but they are now out and available for pre-order, albeit with some exclusives there, you know, entertainment earth's got some cool looking glow in the dark. They have what the, uh, dark trooper, uh, the and, dark uh, trooper glow in the dark. You got a, a glow in the dark Mando. Uh, I don't know, man. They still look cool. I think out of this set, I'm going to go with, uh, Angry Fett and Cobb Vanth are probably the the best looking pops if you are uh, looking on the live stream. Yeah, at least. I really like the Dark Trooper design. And I mean, I know that that kind of lends itself more to this aesthetic because it is a non-human. Uh, but I, I, yeah. I really do like the design of it, it taking off, using the base instead of just like a hunk of black plastic. At least they're using it as like the There smoke. you go. Um, <laughs> you know? I'm with you because I, I know I've, I've lamented this before on the show when I was hardcore pops. But the fact that the Star Wars ones come with a base and these days they're, they're, they're super glued to it is ridiculous. It, it makes no sense. Fuck the base. If you, if you need to, to put a base, don't glue their damn feet onto it, Funko. That bitching aside... Nick's right. Like, if, if you're going to include this base and it needs to be attached to the character, then make it functional. Turn it into a mini diorama like they're doing with this Dark Trooper one. So um, these are all available for pre-order. We'd love if you used our link on StarWarsTime.net, uh, which goes through Entertainment Earth. That helps me waste more money on Plastic Crack and then bitch about it on the show. 
Uh, so it, it can provide entertainment if you use our links. I know everyone and their mom has the EE link in their bio and you see it on their stories, but hey, we're your guys, yeah. right? SWTS, there's always time for Star Wars time. So they're out there, just more of a PSA. Uh, but I will say, Nick, this is the first time in, in a couple years that I looked at these and I'm like, damn, you know, those fucking pops really do look good. <laughs> They are. There, there is a charm to them that I still appreciate, even though I do not yeah. collect. And up next here, I think some people appreciate my, my <laughs> shithead title and the reason why we probably never will ever work officially with companies like Hasbro or Lucasfilm. Uh, but I can't help it. You know, I got to call a spade a spade. So the title for this uh, recap post of Hasbro's new reveal since the last episode of SWTS is... I almost it's like a, a, a you know a Joe what's his name J Jonah Jameson oh, yeah. title from, from Spider Man yeah. like Hasbro keeps angering Star Wars collectors <laughs> with latest round of reveals like that that's my Hold headline it. for the paper in the Daily Bugle <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's what's happening Nick I know you don't really give a rat's ass so you don't get kind of mixed up in this although last week I, I I did appreciate that you're now you have the ability to what pick out accessories and and what line yeah, is what line but last week just kind of out of nowhere and, and i'm using yak faces posts i mean he's the guy gets there first has the biggest draw there's a part of me that if i didn't have some free time today i was just going to use yak faces instagram altogether and not even worry about putting this up on starwarstime.net but i digress I had free time, and instead of doing something fun like playing video games or editing toy photography, I decided once again to dedicate my life to the Star Wars Time Show. So these reveals happened last week, maybe midweek, from Hasbro. And what they revealed, Nick, were some decent looking, again, the vintage collection, getting getting all the love here. But we got a, a wave of figures in honor of Lucasfilm's 50th that um, are based on the Star Wars droids cartoon. So within the TVC line, you get this cool-looking blue yep. fet, right? Oh, that's the Black Series. That's the wrong one. Then you get the uh, R2 droid and a C-3PO, and, and they definitely have a stylized look to it. The problem is, my friend, <laughs> Target exclusives. Uh, there you go. Okay? That's, a, that's like giving a Hasbro fan a cancer diagnosis, okay? When when we find out that, that a Hasbro release is a Target exclusive and it's actually pretty decent looking like these TVC offerings are, you know you're going to lose out. You know you're going to lose out to the, the, the cart bops, the scripts, whatever. It's, it's ridiculous. And as many fans have bitched about in our stream, it's just like enough's enough. Like we've voiced our opinions. We don't like target exclusives. They're impossible to get for real collectors. Why Hasbro? Why? I mean, if these are people wanting to take their hard earned money that they should be spending on their, their, their wives, their significant others, their children, <laughs> their future. And they, they want to throw it at Hasbro, but Hasbro keeps making target exclusives. So guess what? When these went live, I believe the, the vintage collection Target exclusives were gone within a few minutes. Luckily for us Black Series bozos, they also made a Black Series version of the Boba Fett, which 
if you've been keeping score, is probably the 30th repaint of Boba Fett revealed this year I was going to say, there's right? so many Boba Fetts at this point that it's like, I don't know. It's just, stupid. Here's what they should do. They should just sell a blank Boba Fett and then sell you a paint set. And then you could just paint it whatever color you want. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. I'm sure customizers would love it because it is, it's getting laughable. And, you know, I will admit that at least this one is unique and it does kind of capture a goofy Star Wars yeah. project. But it, it, it's just the same fucking mold that they've been spitting out all year long. I mean, yeah, he's not, it doesn't have shiny paint. It's not as, as ridiculous as the carbonized version of Boba Fett, but it is, it's just another fucking repaint. Uh, this one, Nick, I, I, I hate to even admit this. I did not try right when the bell rang to pre-order. I was like, fuck it, it's Star exclusive. It's not even worth the hassle. But out of curiosity, I think it was like 45 to an hour after the opening bell. I was like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go check it out, see that it's sold out, and be like, glad, I'm glad I missed out on that. And, and what I found, the fucking thing wasn't Whoa, sold out. look at that. So I think... Out of pure shock that it was in stock, my brain took my hand and went click, click, buy. I don't feel like I did it consciously. I really think it was more of an involuntary reaction to the to the notion that a a real collector could miss a pre-order window on a Target exclusive and almost an hour later still order it. Yeah, I mean... If it's still there, then yeah, you kind of feel that pull to like, hey, maybe it's meant to be. Maybe this is the force telling me. Yeah, that so I gotta I'm like, get this. I'm like, I'm like, no. <laughs> I was pulling my hand back. I was like, don't do it, you fucking idiot. You know you don't want it, and I could. It's just like, but it's there. Target stuff's never there. Bye, Dude, bye, that's how bye. I was with that and, Xbox yep. Series X because like I follow <laughs> IGN deals because like they'll throw up a bunch of shit on like Twitter and stuff. Oh, yeah. and, you know, I found a lot of good random, random tech deals on there. So when it had that on there, I was like, oh, I caught the post. I saw it like 45 minutes, an hour or something late. I just clicked it and I was like, whatever, I'll see. And it was still there. And it was the same thing. It's like, well, it's there. So I guess I'll get it. And but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. It's 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 weird that that was still sitting on target after that long. Unless they started to do some sort of different type of release mechanism for those toys, that should have been gone. I I mean I honestly think it's the the fans finally realizing that the only way they're going to get this shit to change is to stop making the launches successful. Yeah. I mean it, it's in 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 any medium where you have to exchange money. If you stop giving them the money, they're going to try something different to get said money back. Uh, you know, it, it's always funny in gaming this time of year. Oh, another Call of Duty. Oh, they're, they're doing a Halo again. Oh, they're doing a Gears War again. Oh, they're doing... It's like, well... Stop buying them. If it ain't broke, why fix it? If you keep giving studios like Activision $500 million every Tuesday in November, they're going to keep doing it. it ain't, it's not rocket science. So, and hey, I'm the pot calling the kettle black right now because my dumbass, someone who has tried to cut back on his black series buys because a lot of this fucking bought this one anyways like an asshole like it like a true <laughs> asshole um so i don't know maybe i'll wake up and, and cancel it before it gets charged but uh there you go and then i think the last thing 
I, I guess there's a new one that popped up when the show went live, like a George Lucas stormtrooper thing that I'm sure is another, like you got to, you know, rub your belly and tap your head and spin around five times while saying his name backwards to get it. Uh, but the other one that pissed people off was this reveal of a new gaming greats black series. And it happens to be boss from Republic commando, which should get everyone excited. But upon further review, if you actually look at the figure, you have to go, what the fuck? Like it, it doesn't look right. It's got this tiny skinny body <laughs> and then like an oversized helmet to where the, it no longer looks like a clone commando. Yeah. It looks like a dipshit, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it doesn't look right. The proportions aren't just, they're, they're off. Um, kind of making it another point for fans to bitch and moan. And, you know, I, I don't blame they're, they're them. They're breaking so. you over the poles, guys. You got to see it. You got to see it happen. You got to take action. Yeah. So I'll be, I'm, I'm passing on boss here. I mean, at this point, it's like, like Tones is saying in in the in the chat, I've I'm fully down the Hot Toys rabbit hole. Might as well just stay there and uh, keep lighting that cash on fire through pre-orders <laughs> and uh, payment plans. So there's your week in Hasbro disappointments. There you go. There you go. You know what? That's going to bring us to a little bit less of a disappointing segment here. And this is going to be our fan segment for the week, which we always kick off with the question of the week. And this one is, what is your favorite Star Wars visions, short and why? So Matt and I, we, we right. gave you the breakdown to our favorite. Our number ones were uh, the Ninth Jedi for Matt and then Lop and Ocho for me. So let's see what all of you had to say. Uh, Matt. I'll take, I'll take the yes, first one. This is our friend. This is... Um, Yes, our buddy Hideous, he actually, uh, I'll give him credit. I mean, he's like, hey, what's the question going to be? <laughs> he's asking <laughs> he asked me this time. morning. So, <laughs> well, I mean, these yeah, people, I think it's like yeah, three in the morning in Australia. In, in Australia so, all right. So, here's from our buddy Hideous here Star Wars Toys 73 or yeah. something like that. I feel like I've been waiting my whole life for a show like Visions Star Wars and anime, the perfect fusion. While I'm not a fan of a lot of anime, this all added to the universe in their own unique way. My favorite episode was The Duel. Something about how st stylized this was just popped for me. I love that it was monochromatic except for the droids' lights and the lightsabers. This felt gritty and old. It just spoke to me as a genuine homage to the original movie. I hope we can get more of this content as it challenges fans and exposes Star Wars to a whole new base of eager eyeballs. 10 slash 10 would recommend, period. Agree, agree. I mean, if you like that too, uh, Boss Jan, if you're listening, go go watch some old Akira Kurosawa movies. Go watch Seven Samurai and, you know, get really, really get into the background of where George picked up stuff like this because I, I did a I had a film history class in college and we watched Seven Samurai and it was fantastic and you could definitely see uh the the Star Wars edge of that but even now seeing the duel if you go back and watch Seven Samurai fantastic yeah and and, and old Bossajans had some fuckery in life I guess um the Aussies are in a lockdown mm. again and some people are getting squirrely and they uh 
broke into his restaurant and stole a bunch of shit and then like an hour later someone someone came another person came and stole the rest of the shit so he got like his place got double hit in the same night by by different perps uh robbing his ass so fuck them hopefully they die all right right. moving on next up mando mugshot says the ninth jedi was probably my favorite it just had a bit more narrative that the others uh with interesting concept and a nice twist uh, I preferred the animation style of the duel, but there just wasn't enough story, but it certainly left me wanting more. So Mando Mugshots, if you want more of the story, go pick up the Ronin novel because that is directly tied into the duel. I, I, actually, I actually think he is essentially that, saying exactly what we said about yeah. these two. Like, Ninth Jedi had more content. Duel might have looked cooler, but there wasn't enough story to really feel like okay yeah i want to see the the, the trilogy yeah. here so it sounds like he may have our brains bugged and he is listening to every it's thought very we possible. have uh next up galaxy fun photography says episode four the village bride had the real star wars feeling for the first time in the series interesting interesting so he's another he's he's just like uh the intern and he thinks that the village yeah. bride is the number one i'm glad that we have a like a mix of of different episodes that people are enjoying here. Well, it's, it's, it just goes to show people a lot of art, if not all art is subjective. Like it's, it's going to resonate differently with everyone. That's always funny. When I posted my top 10, you had uh, producer Spencer come right in like, fuck that shit's wrong. Here's mine. It's like, oh, you're one of these guys. Huh? <laughs> like you, you don't quite understand what opinions are and rankings, but it, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's going to take these differently. I mean, hell, there's some fans probably had negative yeah, reactions. I, mean, I don't quite understand that, but you know there are Star Wars fans like that. are. All right. Up, up next, next, IPA CSC says, The Duel. I love the Sith and the whole futuristic feudal Japan style to it. Yes. Uh, again, that, that like stylistically, I think that the Duel had the, the biggest, you know, oh, yeah. it, it was the most... Uh, out stood out in terms of playlist. Oh, geez, what am I Next doing? Next up, here? Scion XTC says, if I had to pick a favorite episode, I would pick the duel because the concept behind the story is similar to season two, episode 17, the bounty hunters episode of the Clone War. It gave a nice callback, intentionally or not, to that episode, showing even more uh, the relationship between Star Wars and that time period of Japanese history and culture that George Lucas originally drew from Akira Kurosawa. Um, yeah, yeah, again, the, the duel itself was, it was almost like a dual homage to, like, one, to Star Wars, and two, to the progenitor of Star Wars, uh, Kurosawa. Uh, and, you know, having that, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't a bad thing to have that as like your flagship episode or the one that kind of hung your marketing dollars on. Because even if it wasn't clearly the best, like even if there is debate as to what is the best, I still think that the duel kind of gives you, in essence, what Visions was trying to accomplish. Like taking, mm-hmm. taking Star Wars and bringing it to its roots Oh, I mean, it, it was, it's clearly the yeah. mascot. I mean, it, it's the selling episode for the series itself. It just, in my opinion, wasn't the, the ultimate yeah. episode. But clearly, I mean, look, look at it. We just finished all the fan responses. I think all of them were the duel 
outside of one Ninth Jedi. So it, it resonated with a lot of fans Definitely. that way. Uh, so thank All right. you, everybody, for their response. So, yep. They've gotten better. We've, we've actually had a few comments here or there, so we do appreciate when you guys play along. It makes things a little more um, interesting on our end. Uh, what the hell's going on here at the top five post? It doesn't quite want to load Not fully. Loading. But that's where we're at. So while we, uh, there we <laughs> go. So while we let the technology, it still is, I can, I can see it's like not pulling all the data Instagram from the Instagram embed, embeds. Yeah. But anyways, it's time for this week's version of the Top 5 Star Wars Featured Artists of the Week. Real, real quickly, if you are new here, the way to get involved in the Top 5 is to, first and foremost, follow us on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show. And then anytime you produce something rad Star Wars, tag our account and use hashtag star wars time show that way i'll be able to see it on my daily journey through the star wars time show tags and hashtags which will result in daily features and then at the end of the week on monday or at least our week nick will pick his five favorite from that lot of featured artists and that's what we talk about on our final segment of the Star Wars Time Show live stream and podcast every week. So get involved, have some fun, and play with your buddies at the Star Wars there Time we Show. Go. All right, Nick, who do we got first here in this week's First top up five? in the top five is at 529 underscore J. And what did he give us? He gave us jedi master it's the guy from the yeah, elder this is the guy from the ass this is, this is jedi master john wick with dog in tow and this guy <laughs> has just laid to waste uh. a number of different opponents including boba fett boba fett lying dead at See, jedi yeah. master john wick's it, it is it is bozo fett <laughs> so i mean it is it's technically okay that this yeah. happened right he is wearing the the uh, Return of the Jedi or, or Empire version of the armor. So we do know he's yes. a bozo. Nick, I think my favorite part is the fact that even though Jedi Wick has a lightsaber, he's still, he's still strapped. Got a <laughs> like, I love that he's got a fucking, he's got yeah. a fucking pistol drawn and, and like a, a probably an AR hanging over <laughs> yeah. his shoulder. I mean, because so sometimes I fucking love it. you got people that's too far away for a lightsaber. So you just need a, to shoot a couple <laughs> of bullets their way. Uh, yeah, and, and fuck laser bolts. He he's going old school. He wants gunpowder and yeah. lead flying. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's fantastic. So uh, I mean, the shot's great. It's essentially Farm Boy Luke, from what I can tell. Is that what it is? Farm Boy Luke body with yep. uh, John no, Wick head. Totally. Um, yeah, that's a figure arts far, Farm Boy Luke with probably the the Mezco or I don't know if there was a figure for your arts Wick, but either way, it it, it the mashup worked perfectly, and, and I think including the dog. Yeah just kind of seals perfect, the deal on, on this being a fantastic yeah, mashup. perfect cherry on top here. So uh, absolutely mm -hmm. wonderful job at 529J on Instagram, giving us what we all want, which is Keanu Reeves with a lightsaber. Beautiful job. Um, next up, I mean, this visual approach photography is fast becoming maybe one of the most featured artists in, in all time in the top five. Uh, but what? Yeah, well, it's a god mode yeah, shot I mean, this here. Is to be honest with you, incredible. So what we see here is uh, Mr. Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, full Beskar, sitting upon a throne, flanked on his sides by Bo-Katan on the right side of the frame, and then the armor on the left side of the frame, and then Lane strewn at his feet, similar to Jedi Master Wick, is a just cadre of dead stormtroopers. Um, 
it, like you said, it's like a god. There's, a, there's even other Mando helmets in there. Like, like oh this, yeah, this guy, there is. You know, I see. He, he didn't yeah, fuck around. I see around. a Django helmet in there. I see another. Yeah, Din. Din's Din's ascent to to Mandalore was not easy, based on this picture here. He he somehow got the women to agree with him, who, by the way, are on completely different spectrums of the yeah, Mandalorian creed. Uh, yeah. mythos, right? Like, yeah, one is nuts, and the other one was used to be nuts is no longer nuts but somehow lost the thing that was very important to her to uh an imperial but yeah i mean this is just just master master level type of yeah, shit here so. from from sean at visual underscore approach underscore photography no more no underscores more. beautiful job thank you sir I will say, and again, this is not a knock at all, but you could also argue that he posed Din to look like he's letting out a yeah. fart right now on the throne, yeah. right? <laughs> it looked like he's like, hey, ladies, it's check almost this out. Like that, it almost <laughs> looks like the Ned Stark pose from like that first. Yeah. No, it is. It's it's like it's it's like a beleaguered. He's like in a beleaguered yeah. lean. Like he literally just cut through all these things and he's just fucking taking a breather. Um, but because I live in the toilet, <laughs> <laughs> I, I also could see him, you know, kind of lifting that cheek a bit to let some flatulence yeah. out. You know well, I mean? there's some toilet hum- humor coming forth in the in the top five, but we're not quite there yet. Because next up is of Imperial Troops Optics at Imperial underscore Troops underscore Optics. And I mean, other like, I don't know how else to describe this other than this is just like the it's like the hero action shot. If you have like an ensemble hero. Group, yeah. It, it, it's in uh-huh. your face. It's like, you know, this is what the Empire may put on a recruiting poster. Exactly. Like, come fight with us and you'll look fucking rad like yeah. this. Right. It's like you got the with the jump trooper kind of leading the, the charge. You get uh, well, I th- maybe they're all jump troopers in the back shooting. You get some machinery in here. I don't know. It just it, it's like a it's like a power yeah, shot, know. you know, like I, I, I feel like I want to get up and start fucking running with, with heavy armor <laughs> on just looking at I the know, shot. It's fucking great. You, the, the posing on the jump troopers is awesome. So you, in the front you have, I guess what would be their commander got the colored shoulder pauldron kind of running up. You got his three buddies flanking yep. all with guns. You got two tie fighters in the background, just zipping around shooting guns. And then an ATST to top everything off. Uh, looming over the whole shot. I mean, it's just, it's top tier uh, action, action oriented shot here from Imperial Troop. Yeah. And I I don't think there's a lot of, like a lot of nonsense either. I mean, it looks like straight up outdoor photography using the sun. That's all you need. So I I, I know people that haven't done it before. I mean, oh, that sounds like, no, trust me. It's not, it's not that easy to shoot outdoors. Yes, you have the, you know, the, the, the earth's light, but sometimes it's too harsh. Sometimes it's not enough. I don't know. This, this one just works from, from top to bottom. Like Nick said, the, the, the action oriented posing kind of the tight perspective, like the tight crop on the, the main subject. And I'm just going to go back to, it's like, yeah, Hey, if you want to join the empire, roll out propaganda yeah, like this. Absolutely. So, uh, fantastic job at Imperial underscore underscore well done. And here's our toilet shot for here's the week. <laughs> Literally from oh, I'm such a two year old <laughs> out the toilet. But I love it. I mean, this, I love this shit, man. I think it's this shit's fantastic. Hilarious. And then like it's the detail work. So this is from out the toy box into the fire at out the toy box into the uh. fire. And, and what we see is a stormtrooper 
who clearly <sighs> needs to to work on either the cleanliness of his visor or give that thing a nice tap because he's standing in a bathroom right next to a toilet, but he's urinating onto the floor next to the toilet. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a play on their yeah, bad aim, exactly. but with his, his own penis and urine, and, and clearly he's, he still can't even hit the toilet, <laughs> like Nick said, that's right in front of him. And I'll add, he didn't even lift up the, the, seat. the, the seat, so he's a, 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 a double scumbag. But no, man, it just it's just one of those shots where it's a Star Wars character in like a normal setting, you yeah. know, a, a bathroom. And the play on their bad aim with him missing the toilet, I don't know. It just, it resonated it, with me. I, thought, I was like, this is, it, this is it, fucking hilarious. <laughs> I the, like the it. The touches, I mean, even the, mm. the, like, everything is designed, like, the toilet, the sink, the, I guess the plunger <laughs> holder all have nice. Yeah, there's even, like, a toilet yeah. brush down there. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's like a doll, I mean, it's literally like a dollhouse set, but you got a trooper in there pissing on the floor, and it just, it just makes it's it. So it's just great. like, this is, yeah, this is brilliant. It, it is too good. <laughs> out of the toy, out the toy box, into the fire on Instagram. Go give Because, I mean, even, it even feels like the trooper is trying his yeah, hardest. Yeah, he's like, I hit. feel like I'm in the right spot. We just can't like, do hey, it. This is like, the right area. Just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because he's looking straight ahead, like he's still looking at the bowl, yet the the, the piss is going wide, going yeah, wide, wide right. Wide so right. I don't know. It's perfect it's good stuff. Shit. And the last one for the top five this week is at Figure Hurts, our good friend Figure Fucking Hurts, and what we have is a That's a right. beautiful uh, father son moment between Mando Dinjajarin and little Grogu, baby Yoda. Grogu's got an ice cream cone that he just splashed right into the face of, of papa <laughs> din all practical by the way i mean all that practical. is that's it's truly incredible so what i mean it looks like is that like play-doh that the ice cream is made out of or something yeah so uh, over on um figure hertz's page i believe he he um describes the process here um but you know for for parents of little kids it's it's that type of stuff i don't know if it's kinetic sand or, or foam or, or Play-Doh, but he's, he made an ice cream look splattered on a Mando helmet out of, you know, arts and crafts shit you get for your little kids. And that's what stood out yeah. to me. This is probably one of the best shots, if not the best shot, of the one-to-one scale Hot Toys Grogu. And I'm, I'm assuming Figure Hertz used the Black Series Mandalorian oh, yeah. helmet. So... You have a one-to-one helmet with a one-to-one Grogu, so you, you get the full sense of scale. And he used a great trick, probably just setting the helmet on a table and ruffling uh, some cape-colored cloth under it to truly make it look like we have a life-size Mando getting an ice cream cone to the helmeted face from his travel buddy, yeah. Grogu. So that was super cool. Always fun to see Figure Hurts making the top five because he is. He's a... He's a very creative photographer, and, I mean, his page is full of... Yeah, so the ice cream was from Kids Air Dry Clay. Oh, wow, there you go. So there, there you go. go. So good stuff there. Um, before we close out the top five, I do want to remind everybody that we still have our Star Wars Time Show giveaway going on, and we're one entry away from our minimum requirement. We have 14 there pictures. You go. It did pick up a little it bit, did. Nick. It did pick up a lot. The, the guilt trip we laid on him last week resonated with a few. Still not where I would like it to be at, but you know, thank you to everyone that has participated. We, we've got some of the bigger accounts in. I, I know uh, Work More or Less just caught wind of it and submitted his entry today. There we go. 
uh, Burkhead Toys. Jedi Knight inside. This, uh, I know I'm missing. This, uh, the 529J top five picture was actually using the Star Wars Time Show giveaway tag. So that's okay. in there as well. So, All I right. mean, there's a bunch of good stuff. Um, so so they're, they're off to a good start. I mean, if you're making the top five with your SWTS hashtag SWTS giveaway productions, that's probably a good sign. You may make the, uh, the, the, the top five en route to being crowned the winner. Uh, but like Nick said, it's still out there. I think we're running it for at least another week or two. The uh, The post is on our Instagram. Uh, you can't really miss it. I know we have a ton of fucking posts, but just scroll through. You got some really shitty looking Photoshop stuff that I did that just says giveaway, giveaway. I'll probably try to reshare it in our stories. But yeah, we, we, we want that one final entry to get us up to 15 total. So we'll actually host the yeah. competition live on October 12th, I believe, is the stream. We're going to announce yeah. the winner. So remember... Uh, hashtag Star Wars, hashtag SWTS giveaway, and then tag two friends in your post um, for your entry. So there we go. Um, so thank you all of you who, uh, who have gone through and, and uh, submitted some posts. Awesome to see that people are, are, are in there and using the giveaway. And that's the end. That's the end of the show. That's yeah. the end of the top five. So, so Matt, take us, take us home. Take us to the end of this podcast. I'm there, buddy. I am home. StarWarsTime.net. That's where we live. On the internet, that is. Otherwise, I live in a basement. He lives in a new home that needs repaired at least exactly. once a month. But our, our online presence is StarWarsTime.net. That really is the best place to go to kind of check out some of the content we create throughout the week, as well as the topics we'll be discussing on the Tuesday live stream, which becomes the Wednesday audio-only edition of the Star Wars Time Show. So StarWarsTime.net, we have all the podcast platforms we're on. Real easy, clickable buttons that'll take them to or take you to them so you can subscribe. All that we ask is if you do sub on a podcast platform and they allow for ratings or reviews, please drop one, good or bad, because you know the more people that tell the internet gods that we're worth listening to, the more recommendations. Uh, the internet will make of the show to those people out there searching for Star Wars podcasts. Good, right? Because what, what what do you type into the bar when you're looking for something good? This good <laughs> Star Wars podcast. Good Star Wars podcast. Funny. We we want to pop up for that type of shit. Even though I I would argue against the idea that we are humorous. But the point of this goodbye is StarWarsTime.net. That's where we go for all things the Star Wars Time Show. Because we know it, our diehards know it, we always want more people to learn that there's always time for Star Wars Time. Star Wars Visions proved that to us. It might not be what we're used to, but there was still time for it because there's always time for Star Wars Time. And those that do listen, they know that if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you. Oh.